0: You're listening to Fan Holes, a podcast for tauntauns and twinks
1: Hey baby, what's going on? This is my microphone voice
2: Where do you buy those at? I need one
1: but, but I was like, in my head, I'm like, I can totally Superboy Prime punch this so it makes sense, you know
3: I have a headset. It looks way cool. You should all be jealous.
0: Bye. Uh, we are. I'm with Mike. i Ellen.
2: Grimlock, I told you to take care of things while I was gone. <laughs>
4: <laughs> we do a podcast? What the fuck?
1: Hey, Vegeta. I'm totally listening to this awesome podcast. Oh, what is it now, Nappa? It's called Fan Halls. It's for the fans, by the fans. Actually, it kind of reminds me of listening to the Fan Halls podcast back home. Oh, for God's sake, Nappa. Those are not the space fan holes. Those are just the regular fan halls. I don't know. They still sound pretty good, Vegeta.
4: Everybody, welcome back to Fan Holes. This is kind of an interesting situation as, as far as you all know, we've been chugging out new episodes every week. When in reality, we've actually kind of taken a little bit of vacation for the holidays. We're filming. Oh, we're filming. We're recording this. We're filming now. Real video. <laughs> <clears throat> we're recording this at the beginning of the new year in January. Uh, we did take the holidays off um, to spend time with family or cry. Uh, <laughs> stop! Stop revealing all
1: the magic, Tony. They want to be—they want to
0: be Mr. Fan, fan holes this filmed before a live studio audience. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to let everybody know we
4: are rejuvenated and revitalized for uh, the 2012 year, as long as it lasts, if we die or not. Okay, we have a pretty cool show this week. We're going to be kind of revisiting something, but going over different topics. The uh, the talk around the water cooler is, uh, we're pretty much calling this episode the anime show round <laughs> two. So, basically we're going to be talking about anime. There you go. Got a couple cool ideas that we're going to bat about as far as topics. We're going to go with the whole big controversy of, you know, do you really like dubs? Or, you know, do you do the hardcore fan thing and watch the Japanese version? Going to see which of the fan holes prefer which. We're also going to be pretty much in a broad uh, aspect and talk about a current anime and one that we really like or that we're getting kind of to, and see if everybody else has either seen it or maybe would like to see it. Then, as far as going with a current one, we're also going to go into our all-time favorite anime, just something you could always plop down, either throwing a disc or if it's on TV, you just have to watch it, and you always get a good, you know, chuckle or makes you have fond memories of it uh also we're also going to be talking about creators slash studios um in japan it's kind of like hanna-barbera there are like a lot of big name studios who produce stuff and again there's also people like akira toriyama who you hey, know Tony, are very famous yeah
1: when, when you said that it's a lot like hanna-barbera like for some reason i was picturing like yogi Bear and one of those japanese you know animation studios like making all the cells i don't know <laughs> just really came into my mind when you said that i know it has nothing to do with what you're talking about but.
3: hey, how hey does he's that got, got, he's, got, he's got to earn his picnic basket <laughs> somehow
4: <laughs> they work me so hard um, but, uh, but yeah like uh was i was saying uh some people like uh, toriyama are incredibly well known just for their designs and uh what they've contributed to, how I guess you would say anime looks as a whole. Last but not least, we have a little something we're going to do at the end of this episode, <clears throat> and I'm going to leave it with bated breath. I want you to wait because it should be fun.
5: We're going <clears> to <throat> a surprise. <laughs> Thank oh, you.
4: Man. <laughs> oh man. As always, I am not doing this by myself because if I did, it would suck. I have the fan holes regulars here with me. I am, of course, Tony Chanclaw. Who else is here this time on 2012's
1: first podcast?
2: Hey, this is Brian Breakdown, and you are already dead.
1: Hey, what's <laughs> up? This is Derek. Derek W C sees the day like it's your noodle. <laughs>
3: hey, it's uh, Mike Thunderwing. Cast in the
0: name of God, ye not guilty. Hey, this is Justin Grimlock, and you cannot defeat
4: Hakuto Shinkin. <laughs> well, on that note, I should let you know that this hand of mine burns with an awesome power and is telling me to defeat you. So, Shining Podcast! We're going to start off with... Pretty much, it's been kind of a controversial topic among hardcore uh, anime fans for a long time. There's definitely divided camp, camps on this subject. Japanese... Uh, language original version versus the dubbed version. As most people know, what we get in America is obviously dubbed. We don't know Japanese by default. We're not that advanced in our schools. We don't teach it in uh, grammar school and all that good stuff. But a lot of fans who become really fond of uh, anime try to learn Japanese and really prefer prefer the purity of the original versions. So uh, we're just going to kind of see what everybody thinks about which side of the fence they land on um i'm just going to throw this out to you i'm going to throw out to our good friend brian we haven't heard from you in a while what, what's your preference as far as your anime uh, languages
2: well um i'd neither consider myself a hardcore anime fan to begin with or really one with a much of an opinion on this topic to be honest um really i i've i've watched both and neither bother me the only time it really becomes an issue is like say when the you know dub's like super horrible. Um, but other than that, I can I can either read it or watch it. Um, sometimes I feel when I'm reading it, if the action's too fast paced like I miss something, but it's not, not not very often that even that happens. Um, and also, I notice like I think more with games than with movies. I actually do have an opinion where I, I tend to like the subtitled version better. Um I don't know if it's just because maybe video games don't give the get the budget to do an appropriate dub or not that, you know, some of the films do, but there's a lot of like really poor like uh video game dubs, like even Final Fantasy games, which are like, you know, huge games, have like really shitty dubs sometimes. So um like you know, I always enjoy the opportunity to to have a subtitled game like the Yakuza series. Um they're all subtitled and it's really cool to hear like Japanese gangster you know talking Japanese and being able to read it but uh other than that with movies like I said yeah I can go either or it doesn't really matter much
4: so it only like bug bugs you when it's something like you know road prime I will help you <laughs> chief
2: <laughs> yeah I mean even when it gets that far it's you know so campy it's actually fun and like yeah. worthwhile to enjoy those but um yeah yeah so as long to- as it's not terrible terrible I can deal with either
4: Cool, cool. Yeah, you're pretty much on in the middle of the fence. You're like, whatever. Whatever's cool. As long as it's a good show. Uh, awesome. Uh, we're going to go <clears throat> Excuse me to uh, Mike. Mike, what is your preference? Do you like the original language, or do you like the dubbed language?
3: Uh, I guess it's a case of whatever I saw first. Like, in... Well, I guess it was initially that, and usually, like, I'd see the Japanese version first, and, like, I, I was, like, I, I, like I, I've I said, I always used to watch, like, Dragon Ball Z, like, subtitled in Japanese, so I kind of developed, like, an, an affinity for, like, the Japanese performances and stuff. So, like, you, uh, for a long time, I'd just be comparing any English dub to, like, the Japanese version, and I'd always, like, usually, if I bought a DVD of anime, I'd watch the Japanese version first. But, you know, nowadays it's just really, like, almost equal. Like, if I like something from, like, the English version, I'll I'll watch the dub. And if I know I'm not going to like the dub, I'll just watch the Japanese version. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of case by case. I mean, it's, like, do different... You think, like... Do you
4: think, like, the Japanese versions have more of an authentic feel since, you know, that's the actual, you know, intended uh, voice they were recording, or does it not really matter to do the dubs, you know, work perfectly fine as long as they're quality dubs.
3: Sometimes I feel like the Japanese like voice actors put a lot more into it. Like, like for example, like say an anime, an anime like Gurren Lagann, like that, that I, I like the English dub for that, but like, there's no comparison between, like, English dub Kamina and Japanese Kamina, (laughs) because, like, Kamina is, like, the most hot-blooded, like, shouty guy, like, in anime almost, and, like, Japanese Kamina is just, like, (laughs) screaming his lungs off, and when you listen to, like, English dub Kamina, he's just kind of just stopping short of screaming his lungs off, you know? So, you know, sometimes you just can't compare it, but... You know, and it's not that he does a bad performance, but it's just like it's kind of like a diluted version of what the character should be, and yeah, just, you know,
4: maybe like a, a a shade shy of the true character, kind of.
3: Yeah, and I mean, sometimes like I go back on things, like you know, like I heard like like the the, the two examples I thought about this, they both happen to be characters that uh, Brian Drummond voiced. Like, when I initially heard Vegeta's voice in, like, the English dub of Dragon Ball Z, I was like, oh, yeah, he's kind of cool. He's kind of, like, raspy, and he was like, hey, Neppa, you know, you know, like that. But, you know, <laughs> when I heard Japanese Vegeta, I was like, oh, he doesn't sound like that at all in Japanese. And then I was like, oh, he kind of sounds, like, all manly and, you know... Uh, like deep voice but like you know Brian Drummond kind of plays Vegeta like all raspy and you know and the the same thing with uh Zex Marquis like Brian Drummond always oh, plays him like hello uh, hello hero you know all raspy and you know i don't know a little uh, fruity <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i'd go that far but really i don't know we yeah, a throaty i guess but like Japanese Zex Marquis is all like hello la, la hero you know like very <laughs> deep voiced so i'm i'm kind of like you know, torn. I'm like, well, like the, the, the English ones I heard first were kind of like, you know, very distinct and, you know, memorable, but like watching like the Japanese version for so long, I'm like, well, that's, and it doesn't seem like the way the character was originally meant to be portrayed. So, you know, you get kind of torn sometimes over it, but, um, one thing I can say that I absolutely prefer the English version over uh, the Japanese version, like completely and totally, is the uh, Street Fighter II animated movie. <laughs> like I, yeah, it has a much, <laughs> yeah, much better. I think the English the English actors were like all in, all in, and the the music definitely was is much better in the uh, the English slash American version. Silver so. chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Another one to point out too would be like the original Transformers because like we had awesome voice actors on yeah. RG1 Transformers. Yeah. Everybody
4: over there was just like, oh, do do all? So do all? Hint, Yeah. Hint. It's like
2: they didn't even try.
3: <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Like they seem to like, yeah. It, even like, like like stuff like Beast Wars, they made into a comedy almost, pretty much <laughs> with their like voice acting. So, I don't, we, well yeah, i I, just I seem
4: to have like certain casts for that, as like. If it, if it's going to be a serious show, even the comedic characters have kind of, like, if it's an action show, like, even the comedic characters have kind of, like, you know, still kind of an action voice or not as whiny, but almost every comedic show, it seems, and this is not a stereotype, it just seems like how they cast them, they're all like, Oh, is
5: he going down? Don't take water. You know,
4: <laughs> it was just, like, this weird, like, squeaky voice for all yeah. the characters.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I, I I was gonna say though like on current day I uh, current day I I kind of have fallen into taking the lazy or what I I guess I should call the Derek approach to things where I just say uh, <laughs> I'll just I'll just watch the dub
2: <laughs> like I don't even bother anymore. I think rather than the lazy approach, I take the cheap ass approach and you know whatever's two dollars cheaper on Amazon is usually the one I'll go for. So. <laughs> yeah
4: yeah i I think like personally me um i'll I'll go ahead and throw my two cents because i don't really have a strong opinion myself i i think i prefer the dub just because what really kills it for me is when they try to do the subtitles and they do the uh original japanese uh language and the translation gets lost sometimes pretty hardcore yeah. When you're trying to read it, and you're like, okay, well, let's, I want to listen to the Japanese voices and try to get like you know the original intent and stuff. <clears throat> and like you know, sometimes there'll be like you know sentences like, and it's just because it, it's it's hard to translate. It's not because you know the people doing it are bad, or because the writing is bad. It's, it's probably
3: excellent writing. It's that's just, yeah, oh, that can, yeah. that can go like two ways. Like sometimes they have to like mangle the line so like it works in English, sort of like so the like mouth fits with it. Well, yeah, not, only, you know. not
1: only the mouth, but like if you if you've ever read like somebody's literal translation of like a, a fan sub or a maybe a, a, a fan manga, you know, like the cadence and the way they speak doesn't really make sense to most people in terms of casual English. You know, yeah. like nobody, nobody goes, that will be the way I will do the things I do from now on in the way. You know, and you're yeah. kind of like, wait, that's not how anybody talks in English, even though those are all those, you know, even though those are all English words, you know, like, but literally translated, you know, that's sometimes how things come out, you know, so you're just, you know, like there are compromises you have to make. But I, I could understand, like, like the key moment I always key in on is, is, you know, my buddy who I watch Dragon Ball Z with all the time. Like, there's this one moment in Cowboy Bebop, And he he always points to it where basically like uh, Spike and Jet are sitting there and, and, you know, Jet is basically sort of ignoring everything that Spike is saying, you know. And no matter what it is, it's like it's the same scene dub to sub, but there's just something he loves about the original Japanese version because he was always like, dude, dude, that Jet. Like that's you. That's you. Like when I'm talking to you, that's you. Like you're saying yes, but you don't fucking care. Like you're just saying yes to say yes, you know? And basically, like in the Japanese version, it's kinda like Spikes like, you know, and he's kinda like, you know, basically Jet's just kinda like, Hey hey, hi hey, hey hey, hey hi. Hey. You know, like it's like it's another, like another basically he's just Japanese. he's agreeing just to agree, but in the in the dub, it's a little like kind of like what Tony's saying, but not in terms of subtitles, like reading something and it getting lost. But in terms of of the dub version, you know, it's kind of different because they ended up translating it as yeah yeah, but like for some yeah. reason, it's a little it's it's a little lost in that way. And and that's kind of being you know like I think Cowboy Bebop has a really really great dub actually. So Definitely. it's just pointing out one you know one slight spot where where, you know, things can be sort of semi lost in translation where it's not quite, you know, kind of like what what Mike was saying, you get used to a certain version and there's certain tonalities and meanings that that might be missed from one version to the other. But yeah, I I mean, I'd, I'd have to say as far as current day. Like I'm more of a dubby than I am, you know, of a you know a subby, I guess, for whatever the term is, you know. But <laughs> but I I, I kind of get disappointed. Like the the reason why I wanted to talk about this mostly was because I kind of get disappointed in terms of like purchases. Like like I guess I don't know. Brian was kind of saying like whatever's cheaper he likes to buy, but for me I think it's it's in terms of value. So like I kind of get disappointed. Like I haven't bought any of the. DVD releases like the Zeta Gundam movies where it's just subtitles because I kind of I'm kind of let down. It's like I I'd like to see both or, you know, if I'm too lazy to watch both, I think I'd like to have, you know, a dub as my option, you know, my first and only option. But that's just kind of how I I look at things nowadays. Like,
4: yeah, it also kind of screws like people like me and Brian who are like, you know, hardcore trans fans. Where we don't really get like a legitimate, you know, headmasters or master force dub and, you know, we have to settle for, you know. <clears throat> I, I always I was always amused and I think I know everybody is familiar with this occurrence. The uh flowery or purple prose of Japanese titles or whatnot is just really hard to translate. Like a title for an episode over here of like Transformers. It wouldn't be this literally, but like more or less it would break down to, you know, uh Power Master up in his prime is awesome. Now he's going to kick some ass. But in Japan, like, the little translation is, you know, it's like, Commander of Peaceful Fire Fist Convoy, go now fight! <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think some of those are interesting, like, for, like, live-action shows, like the original Star Trek, if you've ever seen a list of those translated. Like, um, the episode of The Immunity Syndrome, the one with the giant space amoeba. Like, I think the Japanese, like, translation of that is, like, you know, the deadly giant space amoeba. Commander Spock is in danger? Question mark, exclamation point. <laughs> like, this stuff kind of cracks me up.
5: Yeah.
0: Spock's brain is like, you know, like,
4: TikTok Vulcan Devil, your ass is kicking.
3: <laughs> oh, Derek, I was going to say, like, another example of, like, uh, what you were saying with that Spike and Jet scene is the, the friggin' uh, Kid Vegeta scene we love in the yeah. Bardock special. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's That's kind of very similar the way he... He just kind of is nonchalantly like all over the dead bodies, and he's just kind of like, oh, boy, boy.
3: yeah, the who and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, that's pretty badass. But then you know, like I can I can speak to like things that I think are genius about English language dubs. But I, I think in some ways, like it always helps to me. Like I know some people frown on it because they're kind of purists, but it really helps me when they really make the shit their own like I love the Pioneer Genion whatever you want to call it dub of Lupin the 3rd and I really really love the Funimation Shinchan dub and you know anything that like Johnny Young Bosch does you know whether it's like Trigun, <laughs> Trigun or <laughs> Golden Boy or anything like that like they they really make that stuff their own you know and it's like sometimes like with Lupin and Shinchan it's like they kind of modernize something that's pretty old you know like in terms of you know oh Lupin was released in the 70s and Shinshan was probably released I think in the 80s or whatever but they kind of modernize it with you know updated references to sports and entertainment and politics and all this kind of stuff and you know so it's like you know when you're sitting there it's kind of like you know, they've got certain things where it's like, you know, they're talking about basketball players or, you know, in Shin Chan they have like the action bastard show that Shin watches, you know. <laughs> and it's basically like, you know, to, to the Funimation guys, it's kind of like Dragon Ball Z, you know. But, I mean, if you actually look at what he looks like, I mean, it's probably more of like a Common Rider thing, I would think. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Rangers, but, yeah. but it's still kind of just, to me, it's like they, they kind of took their understanding of it and sort of made it their own. And I think that helps those dubs and makes them work really well. But
4: Yeah, to me, it will, I mean, even to this day, even though there's a lot of good Macross stuff out there, like Macross Plus and whatnot, it's always going to be Robotech and Rick Hunter to me, you know. I I grew up on that dub, even though they kind of changed the storyline, but that's what I grew up on. I grew up on that dub and it was, it was a good dub, you know.
1: Yeah. And then and then that kind of speaks back to what Mike was saying about like whatever you kind of watched first, you know, like it's like if you watch some grainy fan subs of Dragon Ball Z first then you got used to the Japanese voices like I, I always used to have that theory, uh, you know, where I told my friend, I'm all, oh, I think you just like whatever you hear first you know, like, cause your voice gets used to it the most or whatever. And I guess in some sense there's some nostalgia to that, you know, it's kind of like when, you know, people like, even though eventually Funimation took over the Dragon Ball Z dub, like I I think I still have some nostalgia for the, the ocean group dub, you know, Brian Drummond and uh, Ian Corlett, you know, doing Goku and Vegeta and stuff like that. So I, I could see that, you know, either way, but, um, yeah, I just you know, for me, I like I like I said, I I like having I definitely like having the option of the dubs, and I know I know there's some shitty dubs out there too, but like you know, I, I guess I'm not as harsh on them. Like I I just kind of you know like kind of like. The headmaster's dub. It's like I would have loved if that was included in the Shot Factory set, even though it's like the most horrible dub ever. Just because, like, I don't know, just because of nostalgia and like the way everybody, you know, it's infamous among Transformers fans. Like everybody cracks up about, you know, the, you know, all the way the lines are delivered. I mean, they're just basically the same actors that did well, I the, like old, Brent, the old the old Godzilla. That is so cheesy, dubs. It's good. <laughs> yeah, they, they did all the old Godzilla dubs where it's like, you know, ha ha ha, Rodimus, you'll
4: pay for that
1: you know or whatever you
4: know like i'm going to betray you goodbye yeah
3: (laughs) are you all right billy not really billy does (laughs) Um, there is one thing i have noticed damn you that's literally what happens he like grabs blaster and he's like are you all right billy and he was like not really and he just falls over
1: (laughs) (laughs) Billy's last words in (laughs) my gravestone, not really
4: Uh, (laughs) Um, one thing I was going to uh, mention real quick before I went to Justin I I know he hasn't had a uh, chance to really pipe in yet they they do seem to have one thing uh, in common with American uh, voice actors though, I call it like the uh, Tara Strong, Kree Summer Syndrome where all the female characters usually sound the same (laughs) It's like there seems to be like a stock, yeah, yeah. There's like a stock, you know, casting of like three female anime actresses, and they have used them to death. It seems like so. I always like kind of got a giggle of that. It's like, hey, you got the same problem we do. Everybody sounds like Elmira to you, I guess. You know, Japanese Elmira. <laughs> uh, what about you, uh, Justin? I, I know you chimed, uh, chimed in a little bit with some of your thoughts, but uh, dude, which one do you prefer? Are you a uh, more of a traditionalist or? Do you like hearing
0: American voices on your Spike Spiegel? (laughs) Well, like when when I got into anime, like really hardcore, like when I was in middle school, like at that time, like I was really big on just watching dubs. And I guess part of it was because I didn't have a lot of access to like fan subs or anything. But then like I started picking up uh, Dragon Ball Z, like bootleg fan subs. And like I really like those. So I kind of got into like watching subs more and more. So now I'm just like, I love watching subtitled uh, anime or anything from Japan. Like, I prefer the subtitle myself. Um,
4: I know you watch a lot of Sentai, and that's probably how you prefer to watch
0: it. Yeah, like, you know, Power Rangers is what it is, but...
1: Well, I was about to say, like, there's not really any true option yeah. to watch Sentai.
5: Yeah,
4: I mean, I'm sure they probably, not, there's, some, there's probably I, some fan titles somewhere, but yeah, all you got really is Power
0: Rangers. I, I think, like, for the... Just a little tangent here for Sentai, but like some of those uh, fan fan subgroups, like the way they interpret different lines is really interesting to me. Like for Gokai, you like Captain Marvelous has that line, you know, let's make this showy. Like I love that yeah. line. That's a really great line. But then like some other groups, so like they interpret that as, you know, let's make a show of this, which isn't as, you know <laughs> –
1: It's not as great to me. Yeah,
5: let's put on a musical.
1: (laughs) So it's kind of like it's kind of like I've been reading um I've been reading the manga uh, Rikyo, and like one of his catchphrases in that is I'm gonna send your karma to hell you know and like but what's funny is like then I watch like some anime and some other stuff where it's like they don't exactly translate that the same way you know so it's like kind of disappointing you're like wait he didn't say you know eat my shorts you know like (laughs) he didn't say it you know
0: yeah or the popular Dragon Ball syndrome of I'm going to send you to
4: another dimension
0: (laughs) um, like a a while back I did watch the Tales from Earthsea movie and I watched the dub version of that like The movie itself, like, like not so good, but it had a really good dub. I mean, it had, like, a really good cast. It had Timothy Dalton, Mariska Hargitay, and Willem Dafoe. Like, I thought that was a really good dub, and I switched it over and watched, like, maybe five or ten minutes of the sub. And, I don't know, I just couldn't get into the subtitled version. I don't know if it was because I was so familiar with the English actors or what, but, like, I just couldn't watch the subtitled version of it, so I just turned it off.
4: Um, I guess this is kind of a similar question I was asking Mike, but a little bit different, I guess. Uh, I know you are a big fan of anime, and especially like in the past, you, you kind of, you know, gobbled up a lot of anime shows and stuff. Um, in your personal view, is there any show that you've seen that was, you know, subtitled or original Japanese that you really were kind of aching for a really good dub just for to see how it turned out?
0: Um, I. Hmm. I'm kinda to put you on the spot, I just kind of No, no, <laughs> I'm trying to. Uh, I would like to. I'm really curious as to how like uh, Penny and Stocking would be like dubbed, like because <laughs> that's just such a crazy like anime. Like I really like that, but you know, I, I really love the subtitled version of that. It's a great show, so I'm like kind of curious. Like, is it, would it work dubbed and like you know how how does that even <laughs> work out? You know. <laughs>
4: That's an interesting choice. Um, yeah, that is a funny fucked up little show.
1: <laughs> I mean, I would I would imagine it would have to be similar to like a, a foolie Cooley or a Sergeant Frog yeah. type style of 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 dubbing. You know, where everybody's like, "Oh, I've got to talk really fast!" in there, here we go. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, over the you know, top like as hell. Kind yeah, of, kind of I'll... just.
0: it it seems to me like as far as my own personal preference like when it comes to like a comedy anime like you know fooly cooly or excel saga like i prefer the dub version to those like the the sub versions are pretty good too but like i don't know i don't know if it's like the comedy or what but like i prefer a dub if it's a comedy anime
4: i think like derek said like you know usually even excel saga i've seen that and uh like was talking about shin chan if if the writing is good and the people who take it over know what they're doing they can slide in like you know popular american culture you know uh jokes and it doesn't seem out of place you know it's like oh or they can you know inject american style humor where it's really you know dry or sarcastic and if they do it well it, it is actually really really funny
2: yeah i'll say personally for me like um reading jokes is almost never as funny as hearing them so like kind of yeah. like what with, with, with justin was saying with stuff um, that's meant to be comedy. I guess I do prefer dubs because it's it's easier for me to actually laugh at that stuff rather than just reading it.
4: Yeah, totally, totally. I agree with that a hundred percent. Yeah, as far as I go, I guess I think what we're saying. I, if you guys disagree, is really just pick what you like and you know don't don't be so anal about it. Like if if you like dubs, maybe try you know a subtitled you know Japanese version every once in a while. See if you like it. If you prefer, if you're hardcore like must be Japanese. Try a good dub. Like Derek said, you know, Cowboy Bebop's a great dub. It's just very true to the, like, I'm sure Japanese version. So don't be so adamant about your version is best, you know. Just, you know, enjoy the show for what it is. Would would you guys agree?
2: I I prefer to demand someone watch one or the other. Okay, (laughs) I'm
1: like, I demand you watch Lupin the Third dubbed. You have no choice.
3: I too err on the side of imposing our will on others.
2: <laughs> it is our show. It's called fan holes, not you know what you guys want.
3: It's not friend holes. It's fan holes.
2: <laughs>
3: it's not freedom holes. <laughs> nice. The new
4: regime for 2012. We will tell you what the fucking like.
1: Um, you are gonna watch Earthsea, and and you will like Pierce Brosnan.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, nice. It's just like one of my Japanese animes. Ugh, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm talking about piss and shit, and you're all talking about some super Japanese shit I don't give a fuck about.
5: <laughs>
4: oh, jeez. You guys are killing me tonight. Uh, we're going to go ahead and jump ahead to the next topic, though. Uh, pretty much, there's going to be a roundtable. Nothing set in stone as far as you know who I'm really going to go with or pick, but... Just going to talk about a current anime, something that's out now, uh, either on the networks, which there's only a few. There's like Anime Network and Cartoon Network and a few others that show anime pretty regularly. And basically talk about the pros, the cons. I, myself, am not going to go first, but I have picked one that will probably get picked on. Because I picked it to be funny, I am not a huge anime fan right now, but I used to be one in the past. So the one I picked today uh, for this show was totally... In jest, but at the same time, it is actually entertaining in its own little way. Um, I guess, just like I said, roundtable. So, hey, Derek, what's what's something you're watching right now that's pretty good?
1: The the, uh, anime I decided to talk about for this topic that I uh, recently finished watching uh, is Monster and uh it, you know it started out as a manga and uh and was you know it's a 74 episode anime so it's not it's not super short um but it's not you know it's not one piece you know 500 million episodes long either um i really really enjoyed this um it's the dub is from uh, uh i guess the you know it's a LA dub so it, it's released by viz over here in the US um so I I enjoyed the dub. Um my my buddy tried to get me to watch it uh, a couple years back before it was released in the states cuz he heard it was really good. And so I I saw that it was uh, an anime and I was like, well, instead of reading this, maybe I'll try and watch it. And I watched a couple episodes subtitled and kind of, you know, forgot about it or whatever. But um but when it came on the Sci-Fi channel it's like one of those things. I, I don't know how to explain it. Like you ever like flip around in the cable channels or something. Like this is kind of how I started watching uh, the HBO series Oz. But it's like you just flip on the <laughs> channel and you're just kind of like, what the fuck is going on? You know, and you just, you're kind of <laughs> captivated by the whole thing. And, and you keep watching it. And and I remember I just kind of flipped onto it one night. And I went, oh yeah, this is that series that my buddy, you know, was telling me was really good. And I'm all, you know, it's it's you know a suspense thriller. Uh, the lead character is a doctor named uh, kenzo tenma and uh he basically you know uh, the, the main premise of it is is that you know one of the young uh, uh men he saves you know that is uh wounded because he's like this highly trained neurosurgeon you know grows up to be you know this kind of Machiavellian mastermind and everything and uh you know he's kind of like a a fugitive Bruce Banner type character who, you know, is framed for, you know, a murder that he didn't commit. And he's kind of on the run and he's trying to piece together all the different aspects of this weird kind of conspiracy. And there's certain, you know, underground, uh, you know, uh, kind of experiments and all this kind of stuff that's interconnected and related to all the characters that appear and then the other thing that's kind of great about it is it kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, things like Pulp Fiction in a way. It's kind of like that crime fiction that's very nonlinear. So you may watch an entire episode and it won't be about the lead characters. It'll be about, you know, a side character who's very crucial to the overall you know, backstory behind maybe the illegal experiments or, you know, somebody's sister or brother or a victim or something like that. And, uh, you get to know all the characters pretty well, you know, they're painted very, uh, you know, dramatically, and it's kind of... In some ways, it's kind of a slice of life. Like, I know some people have been critical of it because they're like, oh, this is boring. But it's like... To me, it kind of plays more like real life where when it does get involved in the action, you know, there's big... There's action scenes, but it's, you know, sparse. It's not like... You know, you know, in real life, it's not like there's a fucking car chase and Bay former explosions like every fucking five minutes. There's a big
4: robot fight every five
1: seconds. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like, you know, when when shit goes down and and people run into each other and people are going to snipe somebody down and the building burns down, it's it's pretty exciting. But there's a lot of suspense and intrigue and, and kind of slice of life, you know, daily events that lead up to that kind of climactic point and stuff. It sounds kind of noirish. Is it kind of a
5: noirish?
4: Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I would say so. I mean, you know, there's lots of uh, even though nobody in there, I would say, is a detective per se. There's lots of that kind of detective element to it where it's like oh we got to track down this guy and where did he come from and who wrote this book and what did they do and why did they do it and who was really living there and what was his real name and what well, this is the alias he went by and all that kind of stuff so there's there's a lot of that in the uh in the series and then and then just to cap off like the the one of the other sort of main reasons why i liked it was uh i i, I suppose the only other uh series that i felt like that strongly about recently is Death Note. But with Death Note, I think, uh, and I I think this has been mentioned before by certain people, but to me, Death Note was always about Kira and L. And I think that's why I kind of like the live action movie version better than, um, than like the manga or the anime because for me Mm. it's kind of like uh you know once noir and all those guys come in it's kind of like oh man i gotta watch like carnage and toxin
5: (laughs) it's kind of like no
1: it's like it's like one of those things where to me and it's like i'm not even like that big a fan of venom like you guys know that but it's like to me it's like dude it's spider-man and venom and they're gonna go at it and that's kind of what what people paid to see and like kind of like after episode 25 of death note i was kind of like yeah okay whatever like i i'm still into this but i wasn't as intently into it as i used to be but monster i think for like 74 episodes like like to me like that was something where i felt like i got like a whole big kind of novella picture story and i never felt like oh okay after episode 30 i was bored or not excited about it or whatever i felt like i got this whole big complete picture and it was you know it was definitely worth it to to go from beginning to end and watch the whole thing so i enjoyed it um sadly um as far as i know they released one box set on dvd and there are no plans to release anymore because i guess the economy fucking is still in the shitter so that's that's what's going on but um but uh, I watched it on the Sci Fi channel. Um, I'm sure there's like, uh, you could probably digitally um, get copies, you know, like watch them online and stuff like that. So, you know, maybe digital distribution is the new thing. But, you know, but anyway, uh, as far as like DVD uh, box sets go, there's only the first one. So. Cool, cool.
4: <clears throat> it does sound kind of interesting. It does kind of sound like Death Note. I mean, not with the subject matter, but kind of how it's, you know, shown. Because there's. Lots of episodes of Death Note where nothing really, you know, happened. You know, there was no like big fight scene, but you got a lot of story for what you're yeah, watching. So, yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I want to go with, I want to go with, I want to ask Justin what he want. He's kind of watching right now, what he's really into because he is a, a huge anime fan of the past. So he probably digs something pretty cool right now. What, what you watching right now is uh, pretty neato in your eyes.
0: Well, there were two series that I've, I finished up watching. A while back um, The first one is called My Little Sister Can't Be This Cute And <laughs> The way I'm going to The way I'm going to describe the plot You're going to think like It's going to be like a hentai or something But it, it's totally not But the plot is uh, It's about this brother and sister And the brother discovers His sister is like a huge Like closet anime fan And she plays these games gangs which, which are kind of like you know anti like role-playing games <laughs> ah. and uh Hello. all these games yeah <clears throat> and uh all those games that she plays are like kind of like incestuous. so their brother is like whoa this is a side of you i've never seen before you're kind of freaking me out but then like she oh, uh can i ask one t-
4: question real quick Go i ahead. don't know if i should be aroused or disgusted how old are these
0: people <laughs> they're like you know high school level Okay, as long as there's not like, nine, then I'm not totally disgusted. So. <laughs> yeah, it, it, there's, there's no lolicon or anything in it, but... Okay, good. <laughs> um, you know, once he discovers this about her, she kind of comes to him, and she's like, you know, she hides this aspect of herself from everybody. Like, she goes to high school, like, she's a straight-A student, she's an athlete, and then she comes home, and she, she's, like, you know, completely, completely into her anime world. So she kind of comes to him with advice, like, you know, you know, like how to seek out friends and stuff so he kind of helps her out like he takes her to like an anime club and she like you know starts this like really great friendship and you know she starts to like reach out as a person and kind of evolve and stuff and then it's it's really kind of a neat commentary on like how anime fans see themselves and like how other people see anime fans like if you if you've ever like, you know, been having a casual conversation with someone you just met and you're like, Oh yeah, like you have, you just casually mentioned you watch anime and they're just kinda taking a bat like, you know, they're just like, Whoa, you like anime? I you're thought you were evil.
5: cool. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like there's a lot of that. But uh it's you know, it's there's some uh some of that you t- in- movie kinda like humor to it where it's like oh like think she's caught in a compromising position with you know Aika or Ryoko or something but you know and it sounds the premise sounds really perverted and stuff but it's really not it's really kind of like a it's pretty hilarious and has a lot of like really kind of sweet and touching moments especially between like the brother and sister and it's only like 13 episodes long so if it I know it sounds really weird but if you I think if you like give it a chance you know like you'll you'll start to be pulled into it. It kind of yeah, sounds it,
1: like um, I, I watched a series called uh, "Welcome to the NHK," and it was kind of about you know a, a closet, a closeted person, you know, kind of you know otaku type guy who was just kind of into his own little world and had to sort of you know actually get a job and venture out into the real world and stuff like that. And it hmm. it you know some of it had to deal with you know like actually you know talking to to women and different things like that. But it 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 seemed to you know. It, it it kinda reminds me of is a similar kind of premise, you know, of, of looking at the fandom, but also looking at, you know, human interactions and people and how they relate to one another and stuff.
0: Yeah, there there's a lot of that into this and there's a lot of like jokes for like hardcore, like a taku, like the sister is like really into like those kind of like Sailor Moon kind of animes, you know, like pretty girl sailor stuff.
4: I wasn't then, gonna like, go on a limb and say there's probably a lot of panty shots in it, I
0: bet. Not, not really, no, not, not really. much wow. think I mean wow. there are No there fan are, service for you <laughs> I mean I'm not saying there's not any But it's not as much as you think <laughs> um, But gotcha. like the sister's into like the Sailor Moon kind of animes And this friend that she makes in the anime club She's like kind of into more like Dark, you know, Death Note kind of stuff So it's like they, they have all these arguments That you've heard people have, you know, in person or online You know, like which anime's better Like, you know, what kind of what genres are better, like within the fandom and stuff? Yeah,
4: that's kind of cool. Um, would you would you say it's definitely more of a comedic slant, or is it more? I don't know, kind of like heartwarming, you know, makes you giggle kind of stuff.
0: Um, it's it's a really good like balance of both, I would say. Like cool. to be honest, um, the other anime I want to rich- mention really quick is Blue Exorcist, and I guess the best way to describe it, it would be It's kind of like Bleach or Yu Yu Hakus Show, only it's set at like a school, but it's a school for exorcists. And the premise is this guy is the son of Satan, and his stepfather – or his adopted father, I guess I should say. His adopted father is killed by these demons, and so he decides to become an exorcist like his adopted father… And his goal is to defeat Satan. So he goes to the school to learn to be an exorcist. And you know, he meets all these characters, you know, he learns more about, you know, his destiny and you know, like why, why Satan is his dad and all this other stuff. But it, it's Is it, it's is it really... too
4: much to ask that his name is Damien Hellstrom?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. Can anyone destroy his destiny?
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
4: <laughs> Satan. <laughs> Is, is is it is it is more of a is it like a horror show like horror anime or is it more of like a just kind of a dark
0: anime? Uh, I wouldn't really classify it as horror, but uh, it is aspects of it are dark. But it's you know it's more like an action-y kind of anime. That's why I'm describing it kind of like Bleach or Yu Yu Hakusho. Like it's more something like like that.
1: Kind of looks like uh, if like Clarion the Witch Boy was all anime and like cool or yeah. something.
0: Yeah, that's a good. That's a good description.
4: Cool, cool. Okay, pretty good choices Uh, so far. I've got either I'm interested in. Um, I will skip mine again for right now, and let's go with. Because I start with Brian, I'll go to Mike next and let Brian uh, finish up. But what's what's something you're watching right now, Mike? That's uh, pretty pretty cool. Something anime awesome.
3: Well. Proving that I am a man of diverse interests, I am following three separate Gundam shows right now. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
0: Nani?
3: No, uh, and it, like, you know, two of them aren't even really like, uh, like uh, the three I'm referring to are Gundam Age, uh, Gundam Unicorn, and the remastering of Gundam Seed. So it's like one of them only comes out like twice a year. The other one is a show that already has been aired. And the third one is fi- is finally the only new one. So that's, I'm, I don't know. I'm not, I've, I haven't really been big into anime, like for the last few, like few months or anything. And so I just kind of actually, even for the last few years, I mean, I just kind of go with what I know now. And, you know, uh, that's pretty much my whole thing. Like, I guess I'll get more into this with like the next uh, topic about creators and studios and stuff but uh like you know I just go with what I know pretty much with an in, in regards to anime but uh as for as for what I'm following um like uh I know a couple of you have seen some of Gundam Age and I'm enjoying that so far um I really like like Gundam Age is a uh, it's really fast-paced because it, it it's going, apparently the plan is, like, uh, the background is it's going to be a 100-year war. So the plan is uh, they're following the first character, and then they're going to follow the f- first character's son in the next arc, and then his grandson in the final arc. So it's like, you know, you only have so many episodes with each character, so, like, each character gets a really fast-paced plot. So I think it's, like, 12 episodes in right now, and it's really, like, things are moving really fast, and uh, I, it's, like, you know, there's going to be a uh, – it's only, like, 12 episodes in, and it's going to be one of those, like, earth-shaking final battles where probably a lot of people will die, in a, like, within the next couple episodes, so that's pretty cool. Is it so, a UC like, or No. No, it's another alternate universe, but uh, okay. it, it it has a lot of homages to, like, UC, but, you know, pretty much every Gundam show that isn't UC always, like, has to homage UC in some way. Like, yeah. I was going to say, like, he's the first character has, like, a basic Gundam that can, like, switch out equipment and stuff, which is kind of a nod to, like, Seed and stuff. But, like, uh, the, the next uh, main character's Gundam is going to be, like, a transformable one, like Zeta gundam and then whatever yeah yeah and the the rumor is like the third character's gundam is going to have like heavy artillery like double zeta so it's kind of like the homage (laughs) is the homage is complete there yeah but yeah i'm really enjoying that show um then you've got like Gundam Unicorn which i've mentioned before on this show which is basically like the the G1 like fanwank uh movie series that like <laughs> appeal appeals to like you know uh old school Gundam fans and stuff and, and that's, I'm, that's... I'm,
1: I'm, I'm happy it has a dub Woo! yeah yeah
3: for, na- for <laughs> now yeah <laughs> Like what happened with Bandai and everything this past, what well, we found out, well, I guess we'll discuss this later, but what happened with Bandai, we don't know what the hell the status is with Gundam in the U S now after, you know, after February. So we'll see what happens, but well, yeah. I'm, I'm
1: I'm thinking like, if you, if you look at it, the, the reason why you're watching that Gundam seed remastered the way you are is probably due to what happened with Bandai. Yeah. You know, I mean, if they're, yeah. if they're, if they're, if they're, you know, Basically, getting rid of all their physical distribution, meaning, you know, no more DVDs and Blu-rays after February, then either those titles get licensed to somebody who can distribute them, like Viz or, you know, uh, Funimation or whoever is left, you know, um, and who's ever not shaving. Um. <laughs> That's my cell phone. Yeah, my yeah, cell phone's
2: blowing text. up over here. <laughs> um, Just start calling me Hollywood.
3: Yo, yo. I um, think we have a zeon spy on this podcast. <laughs> Goddamn space noids. Uh, <laughs> what,
4: what the hell is Brian Davis uh, doing? Piloting the shayuki Haruka or whatever the hell that thing's called from Zeta. <laughs>
5: He stole a Gundam.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I I guess just to finish off the thought, like that's probably why you're watching Gundam Seed on YouTube because it's being digitally distributed and and that's how you're going to watch it from now on, I guess. I mean, you know, unless, you know, somebody else picks up that license and decides to release those as Blu-rays or something, you know?
3: Yeah, they've got, like, for Gundam Unicorn, too, like, it's, like, same day uh, worldwide, worldwide release, like, through, like, Netflix or Zune, like, I, like, download the episode the same day it comes out in Japan off Xbox Live and stuff. Right, right. But, uh, cool, yeah, and then, like, are going to be totally hyped about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I. Uh, and then, like, as Derek mentioned, there's the, the remastering of Gundam Seed, which is kind of like a Dragon Ball Kai-type situation where they go back and, like, reanimate some things, too, and, like, clean it up and stuff. And uh, that, the official, like, Gundam YouTube page, like, I think it's, like, Gundam Info Channel or whatever, is is showing English subtitles of that, like, every week, like, officially and stuff and free, so that's pretty cool. And, uh, i got
4: a question, I, I'm not as big of a Gundam fan as I used to be, I used to be really into it in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s, and from what I, I've <laughs> heard from you guys, was Gundam Seed like really huge in Japan, was it like a really big series? Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was it was pretty epic in Japan. Like they they love that shit. I guess. Well,
3: so. I was gonna say like like in a, in the U.S. like most Western audiences consider uh, the sequel series to see uh, Gundam Seed Destiny to be awful, but apparently it, it is like the shit in Japan. Like everyone like goes nuts over it and stuff. Like. It, I don't know. I guess I I say like I guess the Japanese just eat up that like infallible pretty boy savior stuff like all
2: you know, but I, did, I just was remember for a while Gundam oh good. I was just gonna ask wasn't Gundam Wing the big one to hit in the U.S. basically? Yeah, yeah. Was that like, well received yeah. in Japan as well or?
3: Um, I think it was well received. I don't know if it was like as like pretty much wing like made gundam a household name for a while there in in the u.s but like only for a very short while like i think
1: i think because wing is like an alternate universe like i remember having a talk with one of my friends you know and i was kind of like you know who is japanese and i was kind of like so what's wing like there and he was just kind of like well that's just kind of like a remake of the original gundam do you know what, like, that's kind of how yeah. he sees it, like, yeah. even though, even though there's... Oh, shit, is um, Armada to them. <laughs> no, no, but, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's, it's, it, but it's kind of like, you know, like, uh, it, I wouldn't say Armada because of the bad connotations it might yeah, have. Yeah, I know. But, I know, I know. you know, but, but if you, if you said, oh, you know, it's just, you know, kind of like, um... I don't know, just any any movie that's been remade in the last 20 years, you know, like, to them, it's like, oh, they added a couple new characters, you know, for the Gundam pilots, but for the most part, they just kind of see it as, you know, oh, here's another guy that has a mask like Char Aznable,
3: and, you know, that kind of thing. It so. was old hat to them by that point, pretty much, yeah. I guess, and, was, like, yeah,
4: I guess we, it, a better contest would be more like Transformers Prime, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah, you know, they've seen an Optimus and a Megatron fight before, so yeah. I mean, well,
3: it's kind of it's kind of funny because like when the original Gundam started airing over like on Cartoon Network over here, it's like all the fans who had watched like Gundam Wing was like, "What is this old shit?" You know, like what the hell is this stuff? You know. Yeah,
1: I kind of got sad about that. Like, I I, I kind of dig. You know, like I was telling Tony. This yeah. Before, but I I kind of dig. 70s style animation, you know, whether it's Lupin or or Mobile Suit Gundam and stuff like that. So I was always kind of let down that people didn't care about that as much or follow it. And I was I was like one of the guys who, like, kind of religiously followed Mobile Suit Gundam. And I remember, like, there was a New Year's party, but they had the New Year's Evil. So they were going to show, like, the last episode of gundam and stuff so it's yeah. like i went to the new year's party and hung out with everybody but but by then like everybody was all you know it was like really late at night and everybody was pretty much all asleep or whatever they were doing but i was still up like watching the the new year's evil you know, it was like <laughs> it was like dark fighting superman and shar is fighting Amaro, and they actually like aired the last episode and i was like this is awesome like I i don't know but yeah, yeah.
4: All the all the people asleep are like, What the hell is a Xeong?
3: Um <laughs> Z-Yong. <laughs>
4: Z-Yong. But yeah, yeah. Hey I, it's
3: I, it's I, space. Your mobile suit doesn't need legs.
4: Yeah, fuck that. I, I actually was gonna say I echo echo you guys' uh, thoughts on MSG because not monosodium glutamate but mobile suit condom. <laughs> um Um, What was Gundam really got the shaft in America? I I thought it was a good show. I mean, it it was classic 70s, you know, anime. I mean,
1: maybe this is just speculation because I don't really know, but it it seems like Gundam should have been Bandai's Dragon Ball Z franchise in America, but it didn't, you know, like as opposed to, say, Dragon Ball Z and I would say for Viz, like Naruto and Bleach and stuff like that, it's like it doesn't seem like they can repackage that over and over and over and over again, even with all the different series they have. Cause it didn't, it didn't take off really. I mean, like kind of like what Brian's saying, it's like, Oh, wasn't Gundam wing when Gundam was big. And then like, what happened after that? It's like, well, they tried to release all the other series. And then I guess, because, You know, I I would say it's because at that point, you know, I don't think uh, uh, American audiences were used to, and I I don't think we still are in some regards. Like, we're used to sequelizations and stuff, which is probably why we
4: had like the original Gundam Wing. Well, not original, but we had Gundam Wing with fucking, uh, what's his name? Uh, Hero, Yui. And we're like, you know, oh, that's the Gundam pilot. He's the hero for all of them. Then the next one we get uh, Amaro and like emero and like you know all the fans are like oh fuck
3: him he's not the gundam pilot i, you know, I, you know, he came first. I remember um the first gundam assault a uh, battle assault game for playstation one um yeah, they
1: they add, uh... they added
3: yeah hero and the wing gundam into it because they knew like no gundams from wing were in it so they were like oh no one's gonna know oh, who the no. hell these guys are so are. yeah so.
5: <laughs> nice
4: yeah, and which was again, it was so stupid because obviously Amuro was the first Gundam pilot. You
1: know, it's like um. <laughs> well, but I, I think I think now, like I, I I suppose you could say like, oh look, we followed Luke Skywalker's adventures for three movies, and now we had to follow you know his McWhiny bitch father for three movies. So in some <laughs> ways, like maybe you know, as an audience watching something, you know, you've grown to. Follow other characters per se, but I, I still think there's that there's always going to be that element to me of like you know Planet of the Apes where I'm like wait who's this uh, you know Charlton Heston clone in um, you know in yeah. Beneath the Planet of the Apes and that's kind of how I always like see all <laughs> Mark Japanese Walder? series because it's like. You know they'll do fifty episodes of something. You know whether it's Amuro Ray, you get all used to Amuro Ray, and I love I love Camille Beaton. He's probably my favorite Gundam pilot. But there's that sense of like, wait, who's this other dude? Like you know who's who's little Charlton Heston? Like who's that? (laughs) You know
3: like basically. That's kind of why like Destiny seemed to like you know. Uh, they screwed up with Destiny, I guess, because everyone, I, I don't know if, like, Japan caught our sequel-itis or whatever, but, you know, it seemed like i the way I always hear it is, like, the fans were writing in were, like, why, it's sort of like a, a Kara Toriyama with Goku thing. It's like, why isn't Kara Yamato, like, the hero and stuff? Yeah, and then who's they, this, ruined, they ruined yeah. Seed Destiny. Who's, yeah, who's this Shin Asuka asshole, and why does <laughs> he, like, get all the screen well, time? And thanks, then, Yeah. Japan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Way so to they took a they took episodes. what could have been a cool character and ruined him in favor of bringing the old character back, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, pretty
4: much. Well, to throw you on the spot, because you know, fuck your honorable mentions. What's what's your uh, favorite Gundam show you're watching right now?
3: Of ones. I guess Unicorn, because that's like the you know that's the fanwank epi- like well you know it's it's only like there's gonna be six episodes quote unquote they're like an hour long a piece and they've all got like movie quality animation so they're really oh, cool but they, yeah. yeah but they only come out like twice a year and they they just released episode 4 like a couple months ago and uh i guess episode 5 is going to be in like may i think and then they just they also announced that uh after the 6 episodes are done i guess they're going to do like a full length movie too so so, unicorn, I guess. But like I said, I'm enjoying Age and I'm enjoying revisiting Seed with the the remaster version. Like I I haven't watched the first half of Seed since like I originally watched it, I think, cuz I I think I remember being kind of bored by it cuz it's kind of slow-paced, but it's it's I'm I'm watching it and I'm like, oh, this isn't this isn't so bad." Yeah, cool.
4: Um I I, I will uh let the uh fan holes listeners know. As far as Gundam material, I would listen to our good friend Mike because uh, him and Derek have, and another gentleman—I forgot who it was actually—have posted on a thread about Gundam on our uh, home forum. I guess you would say originally. Well over like how many hundreds of pages are in that thread? Oh
0: yeah, Shadows Gundam Gundam thread.
1: What yeah,
3: happened, yeah, what
1: happened to shadow where are shadow where are you shadow <laughs>
0: if you're listening please send us an angry email to fanhillspodcast <laughs> at gmail.com why are <laughs> you here why
4: but yeah that that thread was like four or five hundred pages long yeah it's 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 very long yeah yeah it's insane but yeah so definitely definitely listen to our good friend mike about uh picks on gundam um i'm i'm torn i don't know if i want to reveal my shitty anime and let Brian end it on a good note with a good anime. I'm not
2: gonna what? end it on a good note. Um, I have a, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck
5: you guys. Listen to this. <laughs> I don't
2: think I've watched any anime that you could even consider current. Um, the one I'm currently watching personally is uh, Robotech, and that was another like economic driven d- purchase decision. You know, I wasn't looking for the anime, but I was walking around in Walmart. Um, found it on the shelf for 12 bucks, and I was like. You know, fourteen hours of footage for twelve bucks, that's a good deal.
1: Yeah. So I yeah, picked that is, it up.
2: Um cool but yeah, I'm enjoying it. I don't want to talk too much because I hope we do a show topic about it, but you know, I'm pretty much done. I'm out of the way, Tony. So you can end it on your I don't know, whatever one you're wanting to do.
4: Oh, mine's gonna be more horrible than Robotech. Robotech's actually good. So um, <laughs> by the way, I would really like to pick up that set. That's a lot of fucking
1: cartoons for that much money. I, um, need, I, I bought the I, um, uh, for ya. I bought the three pack set where it had all three of them so because after brian bought that thing for like 12 bucks i was like oh that's cool and i just looked online like amazon has the one with all the three different series for um i think i got it for like 30 something bucks or whatever and i was like oh that's cool like 32 bucks or whatever it was and like i i watched um the the macross part of it so far and i'm still working on the other two so cool
4: um all your uh choices guys are Pretty cool, but uh, they mean shit to me. You know why? Because I've been getting up kind of early lately to uh, go to work and stuff because I've been being put on a first shift. So
1: I've been. So you've been know, watching it. Hamtaro? No. <laughs> uh,
0: That's that number two. <laughs> Samurai
3: Actually, Pizza whatever. Cats?
0: <laughs> don't lie. I, I, I used to have a buddy who was heavily into Hamtaro for some reason. Like he would get up <laughs> extremely early just to watch it, and I never could understand it. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
0: whatever i
4: don't even know the theme song
1: yeah I, um, I can't remember it
4: uh but yeah uh my pick again i i did kind of choose it to, to get picked on or slash pick on it <clears throat> beyblade metal fusion um, <laughs> there is something sad in your life and you don't care if you have a giant robot to defend the earth or you're battling for the fate of humanity. The most important thing in your fucking life is whether you can beat somebody with a top, a spinning top.
3: With Tony, metal... Tony, don't, I'm going to have to ask you to leave the podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait,
3: what, what is this? Is it just Sir, like... <laughs> Sir? Step, step out of the podcast, please. <laughs>
1: <laughs> step away don't. from the microphone.
4: No, um... I picked this for a reason. Do uh, you, you really want to know the story? The story is. Um, it's what based is it?
1: It's like Yu-Gi-Oh, but with, like, fucking tops.
2: Are they the magnetic oh, ones that open up from a ball, or is that something different? Oh, no,
4: we're not even talking about Bakugan. No, that, that, that is a lot of years ahead as far as technology.
2: These are really fucking tops. You, you get a fucking
4: top, and you pull the ripcord, and it, like, shoots into a little arena, and whoever wins is the person whose top is still spinning at the end of the battle.
2: <laughs> nice. Is there a little religious diversity with like Dradelbot or anything? Yeah, like I was about that? to say like
1: like what do they do <laughs> when they when they toss it? They're like dreidolo. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
3: <Loma. laughs> in the heart of the <laughs> Um,
1: no, there is actually
4: some random ass uh uh freaking zodiac shit because the main guy like he fights a bunch of guys and his top is Pegasus and. He fights, like, Aquarius and Libra. Like, they have names for their to- tops. I don't know who names their fucking toy tops, but um, whatever. How about... But the characters, like, the, the reason why it's so funny, it reminds me a lot of, like, and, and not on purpose, I'm sure, because I know they're try- trying to... And there is a toy line. Well, not a toy line. You buy fucking tops to play against each other. But uh, it's like Yu-Gi-Oh! the Abridged series because... The most important thing in the fucking world is playing with these damn tops, like fuck sex fuck, fuck getting married, fuck having a job. If I could beat you with my stupid metal top, I am the best person in the world, and God, it's awful, it's so horrible, but it makes yeah. me
1: laugh all the time. I don't know they, now I want to go out and beat somebody with my metal stupid top. We'll see <laughs> what you got
2: some gotta... tops in your pocket
3: yeah. You got you got to do it like you got to do it like in Pokemon games. You got to go like go out and like hide in a bush and something, and like when someone <laughs> walks out, be I, like, like and <laughs> say, like, "Fight me with your top."
1: You <laughs> can't. Uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be walking <laughs> walking around. You pop out of the behind a building. You're like, "Hey, I will fight you with my top."
4: <laughs> <laughs> There's gonna be some guy at some point going, "Really?" Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think the. Two of the funniest things about it is is they they have their catchphrase. Like, Pokemon has, you know, like, Pikachu, I choose you. Their phrase is when the battle starts, it's like a ripcord thing to to launch their top. They actually have, like, fucking launchers and shit. This is, whoever thought of this little game put a lot of effort into it, which is in itself sad. But they pull these ripcords and they go,
2: let
5: it
4: rip! (laughs) Nice.
2: Yeah, like, you talk about there. like a thin premise for like a whole anime series. Like, <laughs> yeah. what, what divides like a really like badass top versus a really weak one? I mean,
4: yeah. well, that 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 that's something they go into. You have to like, and again, I don't understand this fucking shit. Like with like Yu-Gi-Oh, you have to have good cards. Okay, okay, you have to mm-hmm. you know pick good cards. With these fucking tops, you just have to have heart and determination and I really want to win and that makes my top stronger.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's uh, and they, like I said they have special moves. Like the fucking tops apparently are possessed by demons or some shit because at some point they'll be spinning around and everything and they'll be yelling at the tops, you're like, oh Pegasus and you know, trying to get them to win. And then at some point, you know, the bad guy it, it's like Yu-Gi-Oh, you, know, you know, the bad guy pulls out his super awesome, you know, combo finisher and I'll be like, I try to remember what one of them is. It's like Libra's, like you know, I don't know, s- s- Scarlet laser beams. That's not what it is, but still, just out of the top of my head. And the fucking top starts shooting lasers. And I'm like, that doesn't happen in real life, you know. Sorry to get all like, you know, sciency on it. like somebody we know that doesn't happen. Tops cannot fire lasers. <laughs>
0: I think I'm going to start working on my proposal for, like, a POG anime now. Like, (laughs) it it sounds like, like, you know, you could just sell anything as long as it's animated and people What's that? What's
1: that show that they used to show where they had the robots, like, smash each other on, like, sci-fi or whatever? Uh, Bot Wars? Yeah. It sounds like... There's a Junkyard Wars, too. Oh, okay. Instead of, like, Bot Wars or Junkyard Wars or whatever, it's, like, Top Wars. It's, like... (laughs)
3: Justin, is is your proposal going to start off with, hey, remember Pogs? <laughs>
2: They're back in
5: Pog 4.
2: Remember old Poggle? <laughs> Brian Davis presents Dice Wars. Who can roll the highest die? <laughs> uh,
4: ball in a Cup Wars. Um, hey, I, you, get... <laughs>
1: I just rolled a 12.
3: <laughs> I can believe get the in the
1: Slammer
0: with the laser beams. <laughs> Yeah.
1: yeah,
4: it's it. Yeah, oh God. I, I mean, it's one of those car wreck shows where it's so horrible. I I feel stupid for watching it, but it it does it, kind of the headmaster's quality as far as the dub, where it's so horrible that these kids are just so consumed by playing with fucking tops and battles that you're just like, I can't I can't turn away. And there's also nothing else on it except for like Ronco like infomercials at that time of day. But uh, yeah, and that's the other thing. You were talk, you're talking about, Brian, like, who thinks of this idea to, like, base a whole... No, Metal Fusion is, like, the third sequel to the series. It's like, there's, like, <laughs> the original Beyblade and Beyblade some shit, and this is, like, the third one. I'm like, what the
1: fuck?
0: Beyblade some shit coming up next. Yeah. <laughs> That's the fourth one. <laughs> Tony, I, I think you should have stuck with Hamtaro.
4: You <laughs> <laughs> say that now, but you know what's gonna be on the Amazon spinner? Beyblade. Um... So, 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 is is
3: is there is there like a uh, is there like a Beyblade movie where like the main kid like dies and all the tops like cry and
2: he comes back to life? Everyone in the audience has to clap and the top comes back.
4: We clap. The top will keep spinning. Or it's like all the,
2: top, all the tops keep
3: spinning. <laughs> so it's like we have to spin to bring him back. Oh, Don't ever stop.
2: People are falling down the movie theater start stairs oh. and the dark spinning down them.
3: This this oh. just goes to show you that spinning is wrong. So now I,
1: I, I think sitting. we should make like a trailer mashup with like the inception trailer, but set to Beyblade, you know? <laughs> <Top
4: ten. laughs> oh, and you want to know that like the saddest thing is like, you know, and I'll end on this note. There is nothing more pitiful than seeing a like I guess fourteen or fifteen year old boy or girl like fall down in dejection and start crying because a top stopped fucking spinning.
5: I can't believe I lost! My top has stopped spinning! Tops never stop spinning!
1: Uh, it's, like, it's That's so what you think, baby. That's what you <laughs> think. <laughs> but yeah, I, I,
4: I, it's not a someplace cold thing, because like I said, I do get some weird entertainment out of how bad it is, but... It's bad. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's it's not something you would uh go into going, yeah, I'm expecting fucking, you know, uh like robot carnival or you know, <laughs> like Akira. Yeah, you don't get your hopes up. But uh yeah, that's that's mine. Uh <laughs> Metal Fusion. Camille's a man's name, and I'm a man. We're going to move on after that to and my take on this one is actually going to be good. Well, I think so. It's actually an anime that actually does have a little bit of a success, and people do like it. So hopefully, it'll it'll make uh, amends for Beyblade. We're gonna go with personal favorite anime, like of all time, or just one you always dig. One one you can just sit down, like I said earlier, and watch any episode. You've watched it so much, pick it right up, get into it, and just be like. You know, like, like Cowboy Bebop, somebody said, you know, like, hell yeah, Spike, fucking Karate Kick, that motherfucker, you know, whatever. Just uh, anime that just really, really latched onto a part of your brain and you always enjoyed it no matter when it comes on. So, um, I'm trying to think of who I haven't started with yet. I don't think I've started with Mike yet. Uh,
3: what, what's uh, your favorite anime you? Uh, I think you did start with me, but I'll go anyway. Um, let me see. Uh, I just
4: got talking about tops. Give me a little bit of credit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. Um, in general, I'd have to say that Dragon Ball Z is my, probably my favorite anime of all time, but you know, there's a lot of like, you know, ones that I could make the case for like, you know, Cowboy Bebop, Trigun, you know, Gurren Lagann, uh, Big O, uh, you know the Rurouni Kenshin OVAs and stuff. Like I can make a case for any of those. I I, I mean Gundam. Gundam is probably my favorite overall like franchise. But I'll, I'll say I'll just go say Dragon Ball Z is my favorite series of all time. I mean, like I said before, I'm not like like really adventurous. I guess with anime, I just I just go with what I like and what I know I'll like. And uh, you know uh, I don't like. Uh, anything that appeals to my like um like science fiction or comic book sensibilities i'll probably like but you know recently like i i just pretty much go as you could tell with my current animes i just go with what i am positive i will like but,
4: yeah, whatever you, know. you turn on, you know, you're not going to be like, oh, Jesus Christ. they Yeah, they've got fucking tops. Yeah,
3: yeah, I got you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's no <laughs> tops. Yeah. Exactly. Mike,
1: Mike's, Mike's not going to go adventurously trying out any new crazy restaurants. He's going to go to the, the the restaurants that he knows he digs the food <laughs> at already.
2: I tried this I'll new thing on McDonald's. Mike's non adventurous side, I was going to say, I'm pretty vanilla, and I picked uh, Dragon Ball Z and Cowboy Bebop, um, which, you know, are kind of some of the most well-known animes and some of the most generally liked animes but um I kind of find when I deviate from that like stuff starts to get too blue cupcakey for me so I kind of just stream <laughs> Yeah, yeah
1: there there's definitely that um that aspect to it cuz I remember you know being uh I think maybe at the dawn of the new millennium, you know, I was kind of adventurous. So it's like I'd watch what I could see on TV, whether it would be like cable or Showtime or, you know, Cartoon Network or what what have you, you know, whatever was big at the time, you know, DBZ or Gundam or whatnot. But I also, you know, we would constantly rent things that, uh, you know, kind of look cool to us. But in that regard, like, there's hits and misses because I watched Rurouni Kenshin and Trigun, before I ever saw them released on TV. So in that sense, like, I feel like I discovered some really, you know, I'd back Mike up, you know, I'd say those are some winners, like those are some things that I really, really enjoy. But then there's like some other stuff where, you know, I would try things and, you know, this is not to rag on anybody who enjoys the series or whatever, but it's like, you know, stuff like Record of Ladoss War or like (laughs) Neo-Genesis Evangelion, like those were just not my thing you know, but it yeah. didn't, I, I tried them, I, I watched them, you know, way before they were ever on TV, but it just, you know, like kind of like what Brian's saying, sometimes stuff is like too blue cupcake for me, you know, where it's like, oh, this is this is like Serial Experiments Lane, this is getting a little weird, you know, like <laughs> this isn't this, you know, it's not just dudes and guns and they're shooting at each other and it's kind of clear what's going on, you know, so.
0: Yeah, oh, uh, I, so that robot's your mom? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I can remember a, a good buddy of mine, like, we were talking about anime, and he mentioned Lord War, and I was like, no, nah, "I've never seen that." And he was just like, "What? You've never seen that?" Like he went crazy. He was like, "Oh, you gotta watch it! It's 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 amazing." I've got all the DVDs. I'll let you borrow them. I was like, "Oh, okay." So I sat down and like I watched maybe four or five episodes, and I I just couldn't get into it. Like nothing about it really captured me, and like as I'm watching it, I'm like Secret Brothers. Ho! I'm like. He really loves this, and I don't know why. So, what am I missing out on? But, it, like, I just gave up on watching it. But, you, you know, I don't know.
3: Yeah. I I I just wanted to say about Dragon Ball Z. It really is like when you when you kind of step back from it and look at it, it really is like a prof like kind of a professionally put together kind of like Mad Lib or something that works out somehow. Like like you know Akira Toriyama is obviously like naturally talented and stuff, and that's probably why it all hangs together. But you can tell at a certain point in Dragon Ball Z that he's just making shit up like at like Mm -hmm. as he goes along like you know especially after like i'm pretty sure he had everything up through frieza mostly planned out and then like when you get to the cell saga it's like you know hey remember the red ribbon army and like goku's like oh yeah didn't i like personally bludgeon every single one of them to death and it's like and you know toriyama's like well you didn't bludgeon this one guy you know dr Gero who is, like, an awesome scientist, and he can build androids and stuff, and Goku's like, oh, well, that sucks, you know? There could
1: only be one, except for those other 600 guys who were off-camera who killed 700
3: people <laughs> who not know about. And, like, to, to to some extent, I enjoy, like, the progression, but, like, at some point, when you step back from it, it's kind of like, yeah, you were just kind of, like, pulling this out of your ass because your editor was like, you know, oh man you know, this Dragon Ball Z stuff really sells, keep writing, <laughs> keep writing, you know
2: Yeah, I think another thing that would point to that, you know, just kind of coming you know, as a uh, not really planned out would be like the nerfing of Goku too, and like his whole heart attack and stuff, it's like obviously if if the series had been planned you know, Goku could have wiped up with those androids, but they had to put something there to, you know, set him back down to zero again.
3: Yep. And he has to die, and everything. And everything has to be. Everything, there's so much that has to go in, like to get Goku out of the picture, and then there's like so much that has to go into going getting Goku back in the picture.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I never I don't know if I've said this before, but like personally when I'm watching it, I, I sometimes think they should have named the series like Waiting for Goku. <laughs> <laughs> so much depends like on Goku coming back like all powerful to save the Goku, day. Goku,
3: Goku, waiting for Goku, 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 <laughs> waiting for Goku Goku balls. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, I
4: guess I'll I'll go ahead and throw in mine which are actually not, you know, hopefully horrible. Um I actually have two honorable mentions on mine so My favorite though would have to be uh Martian Successor Nadesco. Uh it makes fun of giant robots but funny and I just really dig that. Uh basically the whole idea is the Earth is under attack by these evil uh Martian well not Martians um oh Jovians from you know Jupiter and weird, creepy bug aliens and stuff like that, but as the series progresses, they find out the Jovians are actually uh, humans who are outcasts and were, you know, sent away from Earth, and their main mecha resemble giant robots, (laughs) which look like super robots from the old 70s type uh, animes and stuff like that. It was was called Geki Ganger, um,
5: (laughs) which... (laughs)
4: Yeah, and the, the show even has, like, you know, this funny little thing where the, the main character pilots uh, the the staple of the uh, Earth forces, uh, the Estabalus and stuff. But it has, like, firing rocket punch. But, of course, they try to go a little bit more realistic with it, so the rocket punch has cables on it so they could pull back their fists so they can actually keep track of it. And uh, it was really funny because he would get into fights and he'd be like, you know, Gekki Gagger Punch! And, you know, he'd get all, like, all big robot into it. It, it. it was just really funny. A lot of great characters. It was a big ensemble piece. Um, lots of Gundam, lots of Robotech, lots of, again, big robot series kind of uh, humor. Really good stuff. I, I highly suggest it. Um, my two honorable mentions. One is from my childhood, and I will get yelled at by a certain person we know, but Transor Z! <laughs> <laughs> if you're an anime fan, you would know it better as Mazinga Z. Uh Basically, one of the classic uh, giant robot series from no- Go Nagai. It's 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 legendary. Everybody knows uh, about you know uh, Mazinger and Grand Mazinger and you know Mazin um, Kaiser. I think is one of the later ones. <clears throat> it's, it's it's a fun show. It's really simplistic as far as the design, but it's solid. I mean, it's fun. It's it's a giant robot shooting his fist at people and his girlfriend robot shooting her boob missiles at people. So there you go.
1: <laughs> hey, Tony, did you ever watch like that? I I think there was like a a newer one that just came out recently. I mean, maybe I maybe recent bet it was might be old... Kaiser, wasn't Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Amazing Kaiser SKL. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Oh,
4: okay. Uh, I haven't seen those. I, I saw uh Transor Z and actually did make the effort to watch uh, uh great it was actually great mazinga which uh was was pretty cool actually um haven't seen the newer versions um it's it, like i said I, it's just old school fun and then third which is one that i'm sure at least probably maybe justin has heard of maybe you you other guys too but uh slayers is a great series it's really good yeah, that's a really that's uh-huh. a really fun show yeah yeah it's basically sword and sorcery um, you know, think Lord of the Rings with an incredibly giant sense of humor um the main character <laughs> is this sorceress who is incredibly self conscious about her small breasts and she keeps getting picked on by the big uh manly Herculean barbarian who accompanies them picking on her for having small breasts um, <laughs> They basically get into a lot of sword and sorcery fights, and it's it's just really it's fun it's a fun show it's got a lot of attention in Japan a lot of people. there's like three or four series of uh slayers they they all had at least like 20 or 30 episodes so i mean it it's pretty big it's big in japan but yeah those are my three picks all really good shows i can't gush about them enough you know i i want to make up for beyblade um, <laughs> you'll will, you'll will never watch beyblade but you should watch these three these are all really good good things so. i think uh has everybody done their favorite or we went through that really quick,
1: so it kind of surprised me. I thought I, uh, I think I think me and Justin haven't gone yet, but
5: oh okay okay okay.
4: Well, I, I didn't know if you mentioned one or not, uh, Derek. So yeah, we'll we'll go with that next. What's uh some of your favorite anime? Uh, anime I should say, I
1: I, I just echo uh, what Mike and Brian said about Cowboy Bebop. Like I do really really uh, enjoy that show a whole lot. And then uh, the the you know to sort of not just have a secret brothers moment and leave it at that. Um, I I think I probably mentioned this for my favorite manga too, so I guess I'm being consistent but man, I I love Golden Boy, like Golden Boy is awesome (laughs) Um, you know, I like Johnny Young Bosch doing the dub voice of uh, Kintaro, you know, I love uh, Study, 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 you know I um, I, I think the anime and the first, I guess whatever it is, the first six chapters of the manga or whatever is much better than the later stuff I've read because it gets kind of more torrid and kind of kind of sticky i guess is the best way to put it but but uh uh, the the previous stuff is a little more uh i'd say a little more innocent you know it's like yeah there's lots of sexual overtones but you know kentaro never seems to do the deeds which i kind of like it that way better um you know that they're all chasing after him but uh but they've never you know he's never actually consummated the deed with any of them so uh, uh i think it's uh you know, I don't know. I just always thought that was a lot of fun. You know, um, I, I was always amused by it, and I, I really enjoy the dub. So that's that's my thing, Golden Boy. Cool, cool.
4: Um, and I guess we'll move along to our good friend Justin. Uh, what is, and again, it'll probably be a very interesting pick. Uh, Justin is a well versed in his anime. What's your favorite anime of all time, or just one you just dig a whole lot?
0: Well, I, being myself, I couldn't choose just one. I picked two. <laughs> One of them has been mentioned. It's Cowboy Bebop. Like, that's probably the first anime. Like, I I absolutely loved like every single episode. Like, to me, there was not a single dud or like an episode that didn't interest me. And I absolutely love the, the score to it. Like, that's one of my favorite anime scores.
1: Yeah, Yoko Kano is awesome.
0: Um, the other one actually, I picked. I actually had Tank as a ringtone, just to let you know. <laughs> uh, the other one I picked is Fulikuli. And uh, I know it's only like uh, a six episode of the or whatever, but I, I really love Filly Cooley. It's one of those things I can sit down and watch any time. And even though I've seen it like, you know, hundreds of times, like it, it still cracks me up. And I like all the things it has, you know, it's it's basically about it's about like not to, you know, trying to grow up and, you know, like, a, a, you know, appear like more mature than he is. And, you know, he's got all of these problems with, like, you know, uh, my Mimi, and, you know, he's got, like, Haruko acting out weird towards him, and he's, like, you know, <laughs> doesn't know how to quite take that, but I I really love Fuli Killy Like, it, it's great. Well, how can you not like a
4: show where somebody has to hit you over the head with a guitar to make robots pop out of your brain?
0: Yeah, I I love how just, like, weird and over the top it is. Like, that's, that's one of the things that pulled me into it, just, you know, like, riding on a flying guitar and, like, robots coming <laughs> out of your head and, like, a giant like you know tea kettle in the background, you know blowing steam out, and uh it's got a really good uh score to it too like that's that's another like really good like you know anime score if you like uh, music like that
4: yeah i'm <clears throat> um, just just so you know uh Justin has mentioned two actually, and uh Derek mentioned one as well uh, if you want really strange anime and you think that you are above like, normal anime, oh, like, I don't know, Beyblade, which is just, you know, very formulaic, go for uh, Studio Gainax. They did Neon Genesis Evangelion, uh, pantyhose and garter belt and stocking, whatever the fuck the whole show is called, and they did The uh, Cooley, and they pretty much walked the line of, this is really cool, and what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah
5: in one understand
4: so but yeah always good stuff and always really good animation so yeah definitely yeah check out gynax if nothing else I, that was just a lead in haha see what I did there um <laughs> not my pick though but just one to mention we're gonna talk about creators and studios now uh again like I said, I included studios in this. Because not all anime is just created by one person. You don't just have, like, you know, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, like your Alex Toss, who did a lot of, you know, character designs for, you know, Hanna Barbera, and he's known as that, or Walt Disney, who created Mickey Mouse. You know, a lot of these guys do have their singular pro- projects that they're known for, but there's a lot of really big studios in Japan, and they're just as well known as the people who come up with their own singular vision. So I kind of thought it'd be good to include both because not everybody's going to just pick like one guy. They're probably going to pick a studio. I'm um, going to start with... I'm just going to pick it random this time. I'm not going to really go with who's first, who's on second. I'm going to go with Derek. Who, what's your favorite studio or favorite uh, anime creator?
3: Um,
1: i I'd probably say that uh, as far as like, because I was looking at like the body of work and stuff, and I know we we, we probably talked about this before on the Gundam show, but I I really like uh, Tamino a lot for all the Gundam stuff. But um, the other guy I wanted to talk about, because I I really like all his character designs and his body of work too, is uh, Liji Matsumoto. And so, because, you know, it's like, I think if you're older generation, you know, you probably watch Star Blazers or Captain Harlock and stuff like that. And uh, I dig those shows. Um, I dig uh, I dig the Galaxy Express movies and the TV series and all that kind of stuff. So I, I kind of wanted to just discuss that kind of, uh, you know, his, his work, you know. And, and then, like, Harlock, I mean, has a bunch of different stuff. Like, I think one of my favorite um, works of his is the uh, uh, gun frontier, you know, where like Harlock's kind of like a cowboy and stuff like, like it's kind of crazy. Cause I think um, like those kind of things, like I know, I know like as an American comic book fan, I guess it, it brought up in the, the heyday of Marvel and DC, you know, continuity and stuff, you know, you want everything to fit and to make sense. And, and I think, his stuff is like more crazy than trying to fit together all the different various like transformers continuity it's just like it doesn't make any goddamn sense you know it's like it's like you know toshiro is always like a, a different you know, it's like, oh, he he died of cancer. He died because his butt got stuck. He died because, you know, like, there's, it's like there's 20 different reasons, like, why stuff went down and when he died and how he died and all that stuff. So it's just kind of like, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it, it's kind of like those things are pretty crazy. But um, I, you know, I don't know. I, I dig, uh, you know, I have like a little Harlock uh, statue um, that I still have that, uh, that a buddy of mine got me from like an anime shop that was on Santa Monica. It's not there anymore, the shop, but it was like a really cool looking, uh, you know, Harlock thing where his, you know, he's kind of in the all black outfit or whatever. And, um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I just kind of wanted to talk about those things. It's like, sometimes it, it's kind of funny. Cause like a lot of the characters look similar, like the lead characters in, uh, like Cosmo Warrior Zero or like, uh, Galaxy Railways and stuff. You kind of look at them and they all look like they're, uh, you know, it's like it's Harlock's cousin, you know, or whatever, but they're not the same guy, so.
4: Um, I'm going to go ahead and go next just because mine's really quick because I don't really need to tell people too much about the studio. It's going to be a very, I guess, safe choice, but I really like the work. Um, the Studio Ghibli, um... Obviously, well-known for Miyazaki being the face of the company. You know, he's the guy who does a lot of the, uh, you know, I guess you say, the work that we love. But I really got into it. I, I love Spirited Away. I loved, you know, Howl's Moving Castle. Um, they even did, like, even if you want to go old school, like Nausicaä, The Valley Wind. It's just a really good studio. They always put out really quality work. You may not always like it because of the story, because it may not always be what you are into, But you just cannot deny that the talent is there. It's so good. It's so quality. It's just something that when you watch, it's it's, – it's. a lot of people have called him, you know, Japan's Disney, you know. And I don't know if that's an insult comparing (laughs) comparing how, like, bad some of Disney films got later on. But uh, as far as, like, I guess the intent of him being a very innovative creator and his studio putting out some really quality stuff – yeah, I yeah, I had to give it to Miyazaki, you know, just, I've never seen one of his films where I said, that was bad. Have I seen a couple where I was, like, not as impressed? Maybe, but never seen anything where I was just, oh, this sucks. So, yeah, that's, that's gotta be my guy. And that's, like I said, no need to go too far into it, so that's why I went ahead and went next. Um, what about you, Justin? What's your favorite studio or creator?
0: Well, mine is one that you, you and I briefly mentioned in the previous topic, and it's Studio Next. Um... <clears throat> I know Derek's not a huge fan of Evangelion, but I I liked Evangelion up until like the past or like the last like two or three episodes when it got all like, you know, blue cupcakey, crazy, insane. Um <clears throat> but I also like stuff like, you know, previously mentioned when uh Panty and stocking with Garter Belt and of course, you know, I mentioned Foolie Cooly Like I really love all those series. It's it's like they they can do anything like, you know, from like giant robots to like you know some kind of like weird like kind of like risque you know anime about like these angels who like kill poop monsters or whatever they're doing. You know? <laughs> uh, Fuck it's just, you, it,
5: parallax. <laughs>
0: yeah, like it, pr- I guess pretty much anything goes with Studio Gynax. Like they don't they don't you know they don't hold back and you know whether or not you like the blue cupcake aspects of you know. Uh, evangelion you know like i still enjoy parts of the evangelion like i really like the movies they've been putting out um lately um but yeah like i really like uh what studio guy next puts out like that's kind of my cup of tea i guess
4: i, I think the, the probably the biggest compliment you give to them is is something you kind of hit on Is like they don't know what the word they don't know what the phrase playing a safe means you know, not yeah. just be like, you know, oh, we're gonna do a wacky show where one kid moves into a hotel and there's 17 girls who love him. You know,
0: they're
4: <laughs> they're gonna go outside the box, which I, I give them credit. They have the balls award if nothing else.
0: <laughs> yeah, like uh, um, some of those episodes of Penny and Stocking, you just you're watching it, and you're like, holy crap! Like, I, I can't even believe they actually like went that direction. I can't even believe they made that joke. Like, that's you know, completely from like. Out of left field, and you know, it's just kind of like, you know, you're just like, Ugh. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> like, oh, I'm kind of disgusted, but intrigued. Show me more. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like that. You know, it's like it's the jackass, you know, aspect. You're just like, oh man, that's so gross. Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> like, look, yet I cannot turn away. Exactly.
3: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um.
4: Yeah, yeah, I, I am. I I'm not as big of a fan, but I have enjoyed a lot of stuff. I I really like Coolikoolik myself, and uh, what I've seen of uh, the the underwear show, um, <laughs> it's, it's it's really funny. I don't want to talk, say the whole like title, it's too long, it's too long. But uh, yeah, it's it's really you know cool stuff. I, I I would agree. It would probably be my second pick. Um, next is definitely like I said. If you like some weird shit, man, check it out. Uh, Mike, I wanna go to you next. What is your favorite creator or studio?
3: Well, I guess, like, unlike with, like, comics, I'm not, like, really particular when it comes to, like, the creative side of animes, like the creators or, like, studios. Like, with comics, you know, if you tell me a creator's name and I'll be like, oh, you know, Warren Ellis, he's written stuff I like, so I'll probably like this. I'll just jump blindly into this, because just based on his name alone, you know? But, like, with the animes, like, it's not that simple. Like I said before... It has to, like, the subject matter will probably come first with an anime. Um, that said, though, you know, yeah, I like Gynix and, you know, I like a lot of stuff that, you know, other, like, I don't know. See, the problem is, it seems like a lot of directors and a lot of studios do, like, a lot of, like, really disparate things, like you know like even like like Derek mentioned uh Tamino earlier, like you know he's he's most known for Gundam, but he's done a hell of a lot of other stuff, and yeah. like he's even he he's even said that like he doesn't even like doing mecha anime, so it's like you know. <laughs> It seems I'll like, do it, but you gotta pay me. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like a lot of, like, anime directors and creators, like, they do a lot of, like, really varied things, so it's kind of hard to just pick, like, one, like, guy who does, like, a certain vibe that I like, you know? But, you know, um... I do I do notice sometimes like sort of like uh common trends that certain directors do. Like I, I I wrote down an example like uh or common things like some directors like to put in their animes. Uh uh Seiji uh Misashima uh he directed the first uh Full Metal Alchemist anime and he also directed uh, Gundam Double O. So like like when I was watching Gundam 00 like the movie last year like uh, like the 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 whole series and the movie ends with like the two like most important characters in the show uh, Setsuna and Tyria. they're basically separated from their comrades and their loved ones possibly forever to like explore some strange new world and I was like wait a minute I've seen this before and then I thought back to uh, Conqueror of Shambhala which is, you know, the Full Metal Alchemist movie that uh, Mizushima directed. And I thought of that, and I was like, oh, wait a minute, Ed and Al end up, you know, separated from their friends and loved ones in a new world that, you know, it possibly forever. And I was like, oh, that's almost the exact same ending. So, you know, sometimes I'll notice stuff like that, and I'll be like, oh, that is the same guy. But other, otherwise, you know, I don't really have a preference, you know,
4: as it were yeah just if you if you like it you like it
1: well it's kind of like when when I guess Tomino was in his uh quote unquote depressive phase, you know, and you could watch like like I remember like to me like like seeing zeta, of course I think zeta's cool and everything, but it's like i i and I know like you know that's kind of a heavy ending where everybody kind of gets fucked up and killed and this and that and the other thing but like the the thing that really nailed it in the head for me was. I was watching fan subs of uh Space Runway Ideon and like talk about like themes of, of you know kill 'em all at the end type stuff. And <laughs> I guess the series only went for so many episodes and then it was uh cancelled or whatever. So I think it only went for like thirty something episodes. And Wasn't then when did... be...
4: was that out before Gundam?
1: Yeah, yeah, that was that was before Gundam, I think. Um yeah. and, and so like like what they ended up doing was they made a compilation movie of like, you know, the first, you know, basically whatever happens in the first 40 episodes is kind of condensed into this first compilation movie. And then the second compilation movie is probably, you know, what what would have happened over maybe like the last 10 episodes, but condensed into a movie. And like by the end of it, I was just like, holy shit like the dog the baby like everybody's dead you know like yeah. it's like it was just like you're like damn. damn, like this is like we're fucking everybody up like it's I, not even like there's like a couple people left over you know it was
3: just like I, I remember you told me about that like long ago and then i ended up seeing it like a like a few years later and i was like ah you know yeah, i was yeah, like, you know, know. like the freaking Kid gets his head blown off yeah, and stuff. Yeah. I was like, ah,
1: what? Yeah, it was just like all all those guys. You're just like, damn, dude, like, damn. So yeah.
3: He's like, I hate
4: all these characters. They must die.
1: <laughs> this is what you get for making me do mecha anime. I'm killing all you motherfuckers. <laughs> nice. <laughs>
4: oh man, what about you, Brian? What's what's uh, creator or uh, studio that you're just totally digging, or some of you watch a lot of?
2: Um, well first I want to give props to Toei Animation and Sunrise for uh, you know, helping to make Transformers a movie. And I think Sunrise was also involved in um Cowboy Bebop, which I love. And I think even some of Mike's Gundam stuff was done by Sunrise. Yeah. So yeah. um I don't know. To me they kinda are synonymous with really top notch animation. Um and then as far as like a creator, I'd just say Akira Toriyami. Um because he for one, he's like Probably the only Japanese creator who, you know, you can show me a piece of artwork and I can say, oh, you know, that's Akira. You know, I don't, don't think totally I could do not. that with any other yeah. artist. And plus, you know, in addition to me liking Dragon Ball Z, he's done a lot of like video game um, concept work and um, character creation for like. Chrono you know, Trigger! Sorry, I had to. Yeah, say that. Chrono Trigger and <laughs> dragon, dragon Quest. Quest. Yeah. Yep. And I really enjoy those games too, so I had to give him a nod. Does, does
1: that mean like you have to like Blue Dragon too, or what? oh you
4: had to go there didn't you (laughs) Uh, you know honestly uh, Brian one of the things I've lamented long and hard about because I've always wanted it because he designed such great characters I was like why in the fucking hell did they never make a Chrono Trigger anime
2: yeah (sighs) actually well if you get like the Playstation version or the you know Playstation 1 version of the game Excuse me, they actually have a lot of cutscenes that are animated, you know, like oh, cool. traditional um, hand-drawn cell animation. So it is kind of like an anime.
4: Cool, cool. Yeah, I did, I loved the design. I love the characters in that. They were just like, you know, frog yeah. life. Yeah, <laughs> you
2: know? frogs badass.
4: Yeah, love him. Was, yeah. It, it, and I, I will definitely give uh, Brian a nod because, uh, obviously, fucking a he, he made you know more or less. You know, I mean, yeah, there's writers and stuff, but. He made Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball Z, one of the biggest, you know, hugest phenomenons in Japan and America for a while. And you got to respect that. I mean, he he designs characters, like you said, that are just so identifiable. You're like, yeah, that's him. You know, he drew that, you know, even Ghibli and uh, Miyazaki, even though I love his work. There is some differentiation in the movies he does. Some of the characters don't always look the same. You know, it's not a certain style. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you got to give up to him for just being like, I, I guess, in a way, I, I mean, I know it's really off, but I mean, he's almost kind of like the Kirby of like, you know, Japanese animation. It's like, you know, it's Toriyama. You know, you know, it's him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's very, very distinct, distinct. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, very cool stuff. Um, Yeah, again, these creators, again, are just personal picks. Uh, Check out some of the stuff. Uh, Obviously, if you're an anime fan, you've already checked out, like, you know, Gundam or uh, Dragon Ball. but uh, And Ghibli. I mean, he, you know, inked a deal with Disney himself. That's why they call him, you know, Japanese Disney. So you've probably seen Spirited Away, if nothing else. But, yeah, all all these other guys. Gainax is not as well-known, I guess, to, like, American fans if you're not a fan of anime. So, yeah, check that kind of stuff out, too. Just... You know, find some new stuff to get into, you know. Um... Can't really, you know, go into it too much more than that. It's it's more of a, uh, preference on what you like to watch. Speed, I do not think you should be in this race, ha-ha! The Mach 5 is not ready, ha-ha! But, Pops, I must be in this race, ha-ha! Very well, uh but you know I am not really your father, ha-ha! Ah! Oh. We're gonna go ahead and, uh, soldier on. We do have another, uh, realm to get into after this. But right now, it's mandatory. We love doing it. It's something we always get into. We're going to do our awesome thing for the week. The first time in 2012 we're going to be doing an awesome thing. This show will come in February, so it will seem like we've done awesome things before this, but this is officially the first time we've done something (laughs) awesome for 2012. Going to pick again at random. We've we've already gone. Either either we got through everybody or i forgot who we've gone through, so I don't really care at this point. I'm just going to pick somebody so they can tell me something awesome. Justin, what is awesome in your world this week?
0: Well, I have two things and uh thingo number one is no surprise, it is a book. Um it's called Destiny of the Republic, uh by Candace Millard, and it's a uh it's about the uh assassination of President Garfield and I know that sounds like kind of an obscure thing to read about, but I I I really like history and I like reading about stuff about presidents, especially some of the more like obscure ones. So I picked this up, and I picked it up because um, the author also wrote um, "River of Doubt" about the uh, about uh, Teddy Roosevelt's journey down the Amazon that I mentioned on the previous show. So I really liked her uh, work on that book. So I picked it up, and this is really like a really good book. I think if you if you're interested in history or stuff about presidents, especially like obscure ones, uh, if you read it, I think you'll kind of like come to like understand like garfield's kind of like uh he's overlooked but you know if if he hadn't been assassinated like he really could have like done something he's a really kind of interesting figure like he's he's like really well read. they talk about like going to his house and like you can't like walk into his house without like tripping over a pile of books which which kind of reminds me of myself a little bit but like he's like really into like science and like you know he's a he's a former like uh, he was a general in the Civil War, so he, he has all these like really interesting life experiences. But it, it was a really great book, and you know, like I said, I recommend it if you like stuff about history or you know kind of obscure stuff like that. Uh, the other thing I'll mention is I watched uh, the Adventures of Tintin the movie. Uh, I watched that yesterday, and I thought it was really good. Um, I know Tintin isn't as well known over here. You know versus Europe, where it's like insanely popular, but um I grew up like well, he was TV. he was kind of big here for a little while in like the thirties and forties right well he uh what i what I remember is uh there was a uh animated series in the nineties that was on h b o and I think later it like moved to the, the family channel if you can remember the family channel if, if you're that old like i am <laughs> uh, but but i can is remember was that
1: the series that shout released
4: yes. Is is the family channel what became ABC Family, I think?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow, but uh, I, <laughs> I I remember like watching those uh cartoon episodes and thinking those are really neat. That like they it has kind of like an Indiana Jones kind of feel to it, which I really loved. Um and I've read some of the comics like here and there and I really liked the comics and then the, the movie was really good. Like it, it took elements from like three different comics and kind of just kind of like threw it together and i was kind of wondering if that would work out but it it worked out really well and you know it's um it's all motion capture but it's it's really well done like there are some uh there are some scenes in the movie you know that if you're not really if it's not on your mind at the moment you'll be like well this this looks really you know kind of photorealistic like some of the expressions and things like that look really well done for this motion capture stuff but uh Like, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And, you know, I would say, like, if you're interested in 1010 even a little bit, or if you like stuff like, you know, Indiana Jones, like, I would recommend checking out the 1010 movie.
4: Cool. Yeah. It's got a lot of good buzz. A lot of people say, you know, I mean, even if you're not into 1010, you should totally check it out just because it's a good movie. So, I
2: was going to say the animation I've seen from the commercials does look really awesome. And I was kind of concerned, like, when I first heard about it, like, how goofy it might look. You know, because uh, I don't know, the comic version of Tintin is sort of goofy, to, so to see that like translated into a more realistic, I wasn't sure how it turn out, but it looks cool at least from the commercials.
0: Some of it is a bit odd because you've got, you know, like Daniel Craig's character, he looks like he could be a real person, like he looks that real, and then you've got other characters like the Thompson twins where they've got like these weird kind of like chubby faces and these really like fat knobby noses, like. They look so cartoony. And then when you put those kind of like realistic and cartoony characters together, it it really feels kind of surreal. But like mm-hmm. all the all the background and like all the action sequences, like those are really well done. Like they look they would kind of remind me of like, you know, something from uh like Raiders of the Lost Ark or something. Cool.
4: I guess I'll jump to, let's see. Um We started him off, so we'll do him second because that makes complete sense in logic. Brian, what's your awesome thing this week?
2: Um, my awesome thing this week is something I got in the mail recently. Uh, it's, uh, I gear toy rager. Um, rager is iGear's version of the character copyright infringement. I mean, a uh, huffer from the G1 <laughs> tune. And, uh, I don't know. It's a great update of the toy. I've always been somewhat of a closet huffer fan, you know, I'll, I'll take your trailer optimus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, his G one toy kinda sucks, especially his face. So this this uh eye gear toy, it's sorta of pricey for the size. It's like a legend sized figure. He'll look eye to eye with other legends toys. Um and shipped it was like thirty bucks. But I mean it's like a dead G one cartoon likeness of the character. Um him
4: him has a gun, right?
2: Has two guns, Tony. Oh. Very, Ooh. very impressive. But um yeah, I mean, it looks great. The only the only minor complaint I have is that I don't know Huffer seems a bit more orange um, in the G1 you know version of him, and this guy's kind of a little bit too yellow. But I mean, other than that, I've, I really am happy with my purchase.
4: Cool, cool, cool. Um, actually, i actually also have an action figure thing, but I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna hold off. I'm gonna go to We'll just go around the circle of Skype that I see on my screen. We'll go to Mike next.
3: Uh, I would just like to mention some cool comics that are coming out this Wednesday that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, well, I guess uh, by the time this airs, they'll have been out for a month or two. But, you know, um, uh, Transformers More Than Meets the Eye, number one, is coming out on Wednesday, which is the first issue of James Roberts and Nick Roach's uh, run, and I'm really looking forward to that. That's like the sort of Star trek Transformers title and uh what do you call them uh they the death of optimus prime one shot was really good so i have complete confidence that this will be an upswing for idw's transformers comics so yeah i'm really looking forward to that um and, Mike,
0: uh, yeah can i ask you a question really quick sure like someone like me like i haven't been keeping up with all this ongoing like would this be a good jumping on point for me
3: yeah, um the death of Optimus Prime one-shot pretty much sets up like it pretty much explains everything that was anything of a consequence that happened over the last 2 years and sets up the two new ongoings. So mm-hmm. if you pick that up, you're you're pretty much all set to go. Okay. But uh, I they you know they'd give the usual spiel about oh but you don't need you can just pick up the number 1 issues and stuff but the the death of Optimus Prime was a really good lead in pretty much like once I read that I was like okay I'm sold let's go you know for the for the new direction but I I'm, I'm sure like I said if you buy you know the usual comic spiel and they say oh you you just got to buy pick up number 1 if you really don't want to buy that but you know but uh, I, I'd recommend the Death of Optimus Prime one shot just because it was a good issue, pretty much. Okay. But uh, um, the other comic that is coming out this Wednesday is Scarlet Spider number one. And uh, you know, as as a growing up in the Clone Saga was, you know, uh, pretty much in full swing when I started regularly putting uh, picking up Spider Man comics. So I I have of uh, like. Uh, a biz- i guess a bizarre affection for the clone saga i mean i don't well, i guess it's not so bizarre because you know a lot of fans have been clamoring for this and you know it, a lot of stuff sucked from the clone saga but i've always liked kane and it it's kane is going to be the new scarlet spider so uh i think it's going to be a pretty cool book I, I liked all the previews and the like setup stories they've shown so far and uh i really like uh Ryan Stegman's art. So uh, I think this will be a pretty cool book. I just hope, you know, it it does well, because, you know, Marvel seems to cancel books at the drop of a hat nowadays. So, you know, I hope it has (laughs) some legs and it doesn't become another, you know, Hawkeye and Mockingbird, pretty much, you know. Mm. It was like, yeah, I'm like, I remember when they first released that, I was like, yeah, Hawkeye and Mockingbird, you know, ongoing series. (laughs) Issue six, canceled, you know. But... (laughs)
4: Oh, well, I'm going you for know,
3: half a year. <laughs> yeah, but so I'm I'm looking forward to those that this week. So that's what I'm I'm all I'm all up for. Cool,
4: cool. Um since uh, Mike didn't mention it, I'm pretty sure that uh Derek won't. I'll go ahead and jump in with my uh cool thing this week. Uh I'm pretty much taking a page from Brian's uh book as far as action figures. If you uh, Transformers fans know, BotCon is a every-year event where people go and just enjoy the fandom. The big thing about BotCon, though, is they have exclusive figures. And we now have been revealed the box set, not the tertiary figures you can also buy, but the main box set figures have been revealed for this year. Uh 2012 box set is going to be a mixture of Shattered Glass and one Classics figure. You're going to get the ever popular Sir Soundwave. Uh he's an Ironhide uh repaint and remold for the head from Classics. He's a shattered glass version. You're also going to get Tread Heroic Tread um Heroic Decepticon Tread I should say. He is a remold of Agent Jazz from Classics. You're also going to get tracks, evil tracks from, well, tracks. <laughs> he is uh, the same, but he's actually got kind of two cool things going on. He's evil, obviously, but he's also an uh, homage to Road Rage, quote unquote, the e hobby exclusive of the Diaclone Red tracks that came out uh, a couple years back. You're also going to get my least favorite of the group, which is Gigatron slash Overlord. He's a uh, bludgeon repaint from uh, Hunt for the Decepticon slash Revenge of uh, the Fallen. And he looks kind of wonky, and the colors suck. That's that's just me. Uh, out of the whole box set, this is probably the weakest figure. He's the classic figure, too. He's the one who's supposed to fit into your classic shelf, which, fuck that. Um, but you also get Metalhawk done from Thunderwing, and he looks pretty spiffy. I, I like him. He's a, He's a heroic Decepticon as well. And what do you think finally, about
2: the human head?
4: I it's kind of weird, <laughs> but I mean, you know, Thunderwing, the original classics figure. Well, not classics, but generations. He he had the uh, deluxe mode head too. You know, he was he didn't have his you know robot mode head. So I mean, right. I guess I don't know. I, the, the thing is, the pictures. I you know if you've seen better pictures, Brian, but uh, he's really small. So I don't know if he's going to have a like human face paint or like metal i think it's gonna be human though right
2: yeah i've, I've only seen the really tiny it's funny that you brought this up actually because we were talking about it before you got on air. but yeah. um i've only seen the tiny like group shot of everyone with metal hot yeah. and it sort of looks peach to me so i'm imagining you know that's gonna be flesh toned
4: yeah and it looks like he i don't know if he's got a sword or not there's something kind of i don't know i can't tell seems like something kind of protruding from his fist. And he does have a sword in his uh, original pretender form. And then last, but certainly not least, we get our probably big bad for the set with ultra Magnus, evil Autobot from shattered glass. He's uh, a remold and repaint from the uh, generation Two quote unquote laser rod uh, prime from the uh, reveal the shield uh, generations line. I'm, kind of cool with this because i really like shattered glass especially sir Soundwave. even though he's from ironhide and ironhide's kind of a wonky mold it fits he was kind of an suv van in the uh, shattered glass stories he looks pretty good i have no problem with it i also really like tracks and the jazz mold is again money the other three uh hit or miss in a lot of ways i have to see them closer up i will probably dig magnus if i see a better picture of him like I said, the only loser out of this group, I really don't like Gigatron. Would you agree, Brian? Is he look kind of eh?
2: Yeah, he's. I'm I'm not digging the set, like, kind of overall as a whole, but he's definitely number one loser.
4: Yeah, yeah. I, I like some of them. Yeah, I I really need to see some better pictures, but at least he picked some good molds for the majority of them. I mean, even Overlord is a good mold. He just doesn't fit, you know, Overlord. You know, it's bludgeon, yep. you know, I mean, it's just. Right.
2: Yeah. Mike and I brought up that same point earlier, so yeah, I think yeah. uh, a lot of people are noticing that that doesn't fit very well.
4: Yeah, it's like Overlord. He does have a tank, but he also has a giant SR seventy one as part of his robot
5: too. So
3: also, like you know, even from like from the from Master Force and like Last Stand of the Records, like Overlord kind of gives me the impression of a big like hulking wide guy, and Bludgeon's kind of like spindly. So yeah. You know, yeah. It's like yeah. the wrong body type, really. Yeah, and there, there's a, there's a.
4: Uh, I've been doing a little bit of Transformers research this week, and there's a page on uh, Overlord, and in the bottom, they show the, the bot con figure, and he's like,
3: and guess what? His face says he wants to kiss you. <laughs> <laughs> But he yeah, has up it, kind of a kissy face. <laughs> yeah. It seems like they, they molded his new head based on like Nick Roche's uh portrayal of him in like last stand of the wreckers where he's all kinda like pouty, I guess. Super so. lippy. Yeah. yeah.
4: But I mean all in all I, I think it's, it's it's a decent set. I mean, uh could have done better, could have done worse. I'm just excited that like personally I think Botcon should really go for the shattered glass thing. I think it's a good subline for them. I think it's a smart move. Because you can take a lot of fucking figures and make new figures out of them. I mean, it's, it's a good repaint idea. Um, so, yeah, that's my awesome thing. Uh, and I guess we shall end with Derek as far as awesomeness this week. What's your awesome thing, sir? Uh,
1: I guess it's keeping in with the theme of the show. Um, I just want to thank um, Airhammer out there from Bot Talk because he was the one who turned me on to it. But uh, there is a, a special little side story of Dragon Ball called uh, episode of bardock uh that was online um it's a you know short 20 minute piece it's based on a manga side story that kind of deals with uh some special stuff that happens to bardock after he uh fights uh sama you know so uh uh not to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it um but if you enjoy dragon ball um I think you'll enjoy watching this. Uh, That friend of mine that I always talk about that, you know, we we watched Dragon Ball for for many years and, you know, he was always asking, like, is Frieza dead yet? Like, what's going on? (laughs) Like, I I sent him the link sort of immediately. And it took him like a day or two, but eventually he watched it and we had a nice little chat about it. And he was kind of like, oh, yeah, that brought back a lot of good memories and, you know, old memories of watching the show together and and stuff like that. And so I, I think if anybody, you know, hasn't, you know, we're, were kind of, you know, obviously maybe starved for new Dragon Ball Z type stuff. You know, it was it was definitely cool. And and if they if they kind of decided to make a new series based on Bardock out of it, like I would I would be all for it. Like I think yeah. that would be kind of cool. So, that would... um, you know, anyway, that's my, you know, that's my awesome thing. Uh, you know, like I said, I don't want to spoil it. Just go go and type in episode of Bardock, and I'm sure you'll you'll find it somewhere. Yeah, it was a cool
3: kind of like what if almost, I guess, yeah, yeah. but, but yeah, I, I like Bardock a lot, so I wouldn't mind seeing like a continuing series of him.
5: Cool.
4: Cool. Um, I will say this as far as the uh, fan holes picks this week for something awesome. No one buy mine. And I'm not saying that because I think it's a bad set. I, I think it's, you know, an okay set, but out of all the picks, this one will cost you a couple of hundred dollars if you're not aware of it. So yeah, make sure you want this before you buy it. Just want <laughs> to throw that out there. If you're not familiar with bot sets. they they go for uh, big bucks. If you're uh, not at the con, and even at the con, they're not exactly cheap either. So just want to make sure you you know what you're getting into. If you're like, "Ooh, I really gotta have," you know, Sir Soundwave or whatever. So just just giving you a little heads up. Um, I, however, though, look at the image uh, images. They're always good. We have now to get serious for a moment, kind of. Move to the final phase of this podcast. Well there's there's
1: two more phases just so people aren't thrown for a loop. Well yeah. Well I'm
4: trying to build it up. Um, <laughs> trying to make it sound cool. Um for the first podcast of two thousand twelve, the fan holes have taken upon themselves to accept the challenge from their brethren. Each of us has chosen a TV show to watch with the intent of either torturing or enlightening.
1: Probably mostly torturing in Brian's case. Um, (laughs) Hey, I'm going to be tortured too, so don't (laughs) leave me out of this shit. Nice.
4: Uh, We we call this the Fan Holes Dare, the first one we're going to do for the year. There may be some more coming up, but this is the first inaugural dare. Basically, like I said, we're going to dare each other to watch a TV show that we've never watched before. And then give our reviews next time on the Fanholes podcast. We shall start with the dare round on Mike. Who do you dare, sir?
3: Tony, you're watching the first episode of Gundam Unicorn. You get off easy.
4: Ah no, actually I, I probably won't say that. Um I like big robots, so that's that's pretty good. So it goes to me now. I was chosen Brian. You have to watch an episode of WWE SmackDown.
2: Alrighty. Justin, I choose you. Um I went for something I was actually hoping you would like, so you got curb your enthusiasm, the N word.
0: Nice. I like Larry David, so that, that wouldn't that shouldn't be too difficult. Uh so I guess I'll go to Derek Sama. You must watch Doctor Who no. <laughs> I thought I the mean, correct I response more pain. <laughs> I was going to say the correct response is Dr. Mm-hmm. Who. <laughs> and I will give you a choice of episodes either The Girl in the Fireplace or Blink. Okay, I'll 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 probably watch both of them. So. Overachiever.
1: Um <laughs> Well, we'll we'll see what happens. Maybe a lot can happen in a week. Who knows? I might I might come in and be like, my dog ate my copy of Doctor Who. My dog,
5: my dog ate my Uh-oh. computer.
1: <laughs>
3: it stripped it right off my hard drive. Like, Somehow, I, didn't I don't even know. Derek, Derek had it. a dog.
1: <laughs> he bought one just for this. <laughs> he bought so a small good dog. Eat that. Doctor he took Who. a bite
3: out of those bites. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so uh, that leaves uh, for me, uh, Mike. And uh, I selected uh, the series Rescue Me, and uh, the episode is from season two. It's titled Twat. So, awesome.
4: <laughs> Derek with the most offensive title of the shows. <laughs> but probably the most entertaining in a way. Um, Yes, some of us have gotten dares that are not so bad. Mike and Brian. Uh, not Mike, but Eric and Brian Someone
2: got a two-hour dare, but, you know... <laughs> That's how the cookie
4: crumbles, I suppose. <laughs> hey, I, I I I did say about a month ago you could watch Superstars. I thought you can watch that if you wanted.
2: <laughs> as much grief have i been given as I've been giving you I actually um don't mind wrestling. And uh, recently I've been playing like a lot of WWE All Stars on the Wii with my stepdad, so I'm kinda pumped for it. So cool.
4: cool. Excellent, excellent. Um but yes, uh listeners be sure to tune in to the next fan holes podcast when we accept and give our take on our dares so yeah that should be interesting um before i do the standard plugs and let you know how you can uh, get in touch with the fan holes and what are all the other things we're working on i do believe we have some emails don't we yeah, Derek?
1: yeah we got an email we got an email from uh deke again um uh deke is, tells us that uh he enjoyed uh, your well i'll just read the email um i enjoyed your flashback to 1994 here is my thoughts on the selfish death of kurt cobain i would submit that had cobain not done himself in at the height of his popularity he would eventually would have faded away you see cobain was an asshole There is no one who, once they got to the national stage, that was as insulting about other musicians than Cobain. Yep, Cobain insulted Axl Rose and made disparaging remarks about him in the press and on stage. What's not popularly known is that Rose was a huge advocate of Nirvana behind the scenes and helped them get the promotional muscle from the music company they needed to make the release of Nevermind a huge success. Rose can even be seen wearing a Nirvana baseball cap in the Don't Cry music video, which came out prior to Nevermind. He even invited Nirvana to perform with them a couple times. Cobain had absolutely no sense of class or gratitude and was a smug ass. He not only talked shit about Guns N' Roses, he was constantly talking shit about other bands, from Metallica to Pearl Jam, calling them commercial sellouts, calling out the corporate rock establishment. He said he was totally against selling out, said he never wanted to be popular, yet he did everything in his power to be popular and make money. He made plenty of videos and MTV appearances, the hallmarks of the sellout establishment he chastised while selling 30 million records and generating millions for his record company. Cobain was a contradiction. So that's that's uh, some other insight from uh, I guess another fan of, of the music scene back then in 1994. Um, I think Uh, Brian did you have some things to say about the
2: yeah yeah um I wanted to tell Deke that number one I agree with him um you know being both a big fan of Nirvana and Guns N' Roses like I'd heard some of these stories and there are a lot of like instances with you know Kurt Cobain talking about GNR and other bands like Deke said where I I I kind of think you know why why are you such a prick um but, um, one instance that I wanted to bring up, one story I'd heard, um, takes place at the MTV Music Awards, and I guess, <laughs> have you heard this one, Tony? Yeah, it's a good one. Okay, is uh, Courtney Love, who's a hoot and a holler herself, uh, backstage <laughs> with Kurt, and, um, I guess Axl Rose and his girlfriend at the time, Stephanie Seymour, who's amazingly Woo! hot, Hotty. came up. And, uh, she
4: was, uh, she was in the November Rain video, right?
2: Yeah, she's the chick from no- November Rain. Yeah. Um so they came up and, and saw those two, so they went to talk to him, and it sounds like a pretty innocuous comment by Stephanie Seymour. I really don't think it' was intentionally mean. I think it was just a question, but Stephanie Seymour basically just said, "You know to Courtney, "Oh, you're very pretty. Do you do any modeling?" And Courtney responded, "No, I don't. Are you a brain surgeon?" And uh, I guess like uh, Axel Rose's face just got beat red, and he, he got in Kurt's face and said, "You better shut your bitch up." And Kurt Cobain turned to Courtney, and he's like, shut up, bitch. And then, like, you know, the Nirvana entourage, like, all starts laughing. And this just further, you know, incenses the Guns N' Roses crew. And I guess, like, uh-huh. Doug Kagan, the bassist from Guns N' Roses, was, like, wanting to kick the ass of Nirvana's um, bassist, Chris Novoselic. So, it's just, like, this huge rumble that was happened. <laughs> but <laughs> all of it stemmed from, you know, like, them trying to make just normal conversation, kind of, and basically court and curtney being dick's back so yeah. yeah there's definitely some instances where court kind of, or kurt kind of came off as sort of an asshole i agree with you deke
4: well if i uh, remember that bma awards i i think duff got his karma back because uh chris's base beat the fuck out of him later on in there <laughs> yeah that's <episode. Yeah>, <laughs> the epic
2: base toss yeah.
0: um to i'll, the I'll head. definitely i'll definitely agree with deke that uh Kurt Cobain was, like, contradictory. I mean, like I mentioned on that podcast, if you read the uh, his uh, notebooks, that book that was published of all his different notebooks that were cobbled together, like, you kind of get that sense of him where he, he writes about, like, not wanting to be a sellout. You know, he doesn't want to be popular. But then he also has, like, all these, like, really interesting, like, T-shirt designs. So it's, like, why design a T-shirt, you know, other than to make money?
5: Mm-hmm. So it's, like – yeah.
0: You know, I definitely, you know, I definitely <laughs> say that he, he was contradictory. So, you know,
4: I, I think I said it in the uh, actual podcast myself. I really appreciate Nirvana. I, I would love to hear more of their music, and I wish he was still around to make that music. But as a personal, you know, reflection of Kurt Cobain as a person, I thought it was an asshole. And that's that's really all I can say about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I uh, the only thing I would add just as a not not as a disagreement or anything because I'm I'm sure all the stories sound pretty funny and I'm sure they're all, you know, have a a ring of truth to them or whatever. But uh, in the same token, I'm like, well, I think Axl Rose is kind of an asshole too. Like, yeah, like I've seen <laughs> plenty of interviews. Like my, yeah, my yeah. thing that I always like to bring up was, Hey, <sighs> like I remember this one time when him and Daisy Fuentes was, they were like pulling each other's hair out and stuff. And Daisy Fuentes <laughs> was like kicking his ass. And I was just kind of like, you know, like, like, you, you know, you don't, you don't get into that many altercations with people without, you know, I don't know. To me, it seems like, like sometimes you're kind of like, are you looking for a fight? Like it just, that was, that was part of their, their thing, you know, to be the, you know, you know, to be bands that like were starting shit or whatever. So, you know, who knows? It's kind of like, you know, like sometimes I feel like I can smell um, Hollywood. (laughs) I I was going to say, I feel like I can smell like Hollywood PR. You know, like, when it's yeah, like, you know, oh, Katie Holmes, like, didn't, you know, uh, quit her school play, her high school play, uh, uh, you know, because she she didn't want to audition for Dawson's Creek. But she sent in a videotape, and then she got the role. And I'm like, yeah, that's fucking bullshit, right? <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know, stuff like that, like, I, I, I kind of see through. But I guess I, I, I wouldn't say the same thing about music stuff. But it wouldn't surprise me if, like, some of these... You know, altercations, you know, were semi fabricated too. You know what I mean? Like not not that the story's <clears throat> yeah. untrue, but that like, hey, let's let's get some attention for Nirvana and Guns and Roses. Like like, call call your girlfriend a bitch and start some <laughs> shit, and then we'll sell like twenty million more albums, you know, or whatever. It,
4: it, it's like all the it's all like all those bad things that happened to Eminem at the VMAs. It's like really he doesn't know that like uh, fucking Sasha Baron Cohen's going to put his ass in his face and stuff.
0: Yeah. Oh, really? Like, That's yeah. Or like when he went off on Triumph, the stand-up comic dog. <laughs>
4: yeah,
0: it was like, "Oh, you had no idea that was going to happen." Yeah, whatever. Fucking Get on my face, dog puppet, I'm like, <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> that, and, and, and still, like, really? Read that. Read that. Still, that you can't deal with a puppet dog. Like, I fucking hate Rolf. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> <laughs>
5: can't live with him. Can't live without. <laughs> oh man,
4: yeah so uh, uh thank you deke for uh sending us uh your email um just to parlay into that same uh thought train we do have an email totally get a hold of us at uh fanholes gmail at com. let us know what you think comments criticisms you know again you know you can give us ideas for topics again we might not use them again we might you know just because we uh are open doesn't mean we're gonna you know talk about my little pony um <laughs> I really see that coming soon, though. I'm going to have to drink a lot for that one. Um, (laughs) But yeah, uh, get a hold of your favorite fan holes. You can uh, tell us what you like, what you don't like. We're always open for uh, comments. Speaking of such, we also are widely available on Twitter and Facebook. Um, Blow that Twitter up, man. Our our Twitter is getting dusty. We don't even go on there hardly anymore because nobody's hitting that up. So let us know what you think on there. Facebook, been getting a lot of activity on there lately. Uh, I'd like to shout out to uh, Tom uh, Spielman. He was been pretty good about posting his thoughts and uh ideas there so thank you so much sir for giving us your feedback um i want to give a chance for every fan hole if they got something they want to pimp out i know some of you guys aren't working on anything right now but if you are go ahead and throw it out. I know Derek probably is working on another uh, History of Comics on Film as we speak.
1: I'm, I'm working on videos and stuff, but I'm guessing uh, by the time this podcast is released uh, you should probably be able to read a written blog on the History of Comics on Film uh, and it will it should probably have a uh, top ten list of my favorite Ghost Rider comics. So that's the tie-in to uh, the Ghost Rider Spirits of Vengeance movie and uh, that should totally be a uh, you know, by the time this
4: podcast airs so oh, yeah, yeah, we got probably got about three or four weeks where this yeah. Um <clears throat> What about you, Justin? Uh, I know you're working on retrovirus. Is there something you pretty much figure should be up by then? Or are you just kind of working on stuff
0: uh, in the shadows? Well, I, I released the latest uh, written blog Which was uh, based on the Japanese uh, movie Atragon Which was a Toho film and by the time you hear this, uh, the three-part Tarzan retrospective should be out. So look forward to that.
4: Awesome, awesome. Uh, Brian, besides making awesome babies, anything you, you want to pimp?
2: <laughs> um, uh, Slightly music-related, uh, do you guys know the song Jar of Hearts by Christina Perry?
5: Yeah, I do, actually.
2: Okay, well, I was uh, working on kind of like a dance remix of that. Um, it took me like a <laughs> month. It. <laughs> um but it's up it's on my facebook page i have it up on youtube if you want to search for it um and uh it, it was a lot of fun to make and um it's kind of weird because like i i like i said it took me about a month to do and i got it done and then the next day my power went out and like destroyed the master file so you know i got it done just in the nick of time but it's up and i don't know i enjoy it so people can listen to that if they're at all interested <laughs>
4: Uh, yeah, uh, just to let you guys know, I know I've mentioned this before when we first started using it, but, uh, Brian did do our intro theme, so, yeah, he's definitely a talented musician, check that out, there's some good stuff. As far as that goes, I think we're pretty good, what do you think, guys?
3: Yep, Agreed.
4: I think this may be another two-hour podcast. (laughs) But we're back with a vengeance, it's okay. (laughs) It's a new year. Yeah, we had to do a big show, so... Um, I really had fun talking with everybody about anime and stuff. A lot of good stuff. It was, it, I laughed my ass off a few million times, probably. We always will try to give you the best in multicultural entertainment, especially things that we find just incredibly funny or entertaining. So stay with the fan holes for 2012. We will keep you informed on everything you need to know on your cultural society. Until the next podcast, I am Tony Chainclaw. Hey,
2: this is Brian Breakdown.
1: Hey, this is Derek, Derek WC,
3: Mike Thunderwing,
0: and Justin Goodluck.
4: We'll see you next time on the podcast. Brian, take us out.
5: Peace! <laughs>
4: Super Mold!
5: <laughs> <laughs> i my mother's a
4: Jumping to the next topic.
3: If only this <laughs> was a visual medium, we could have all speed lines and stuff. <laughs> Turning the wheel vigorously in the
4: wrong direction as we
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> I, I,
4: I always was amused by Speed Racer because in the opening credits, is like... I mean, I was kind of a kid, kind of, when I saw it. I was like, you know, in high school. It always made me laugh that, like, in the opening credits, some horrible... Flaming death to one of the race car drivers as he flies off the side of the track and explodes.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: Jesus. And speed yeah. would be like, Brian? Oh! Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh
4: no, he died. I'm so worried.
5: <laughs>